Today on Gamerhead Radio, oh shit, it's virtual reality. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Hello and welcome to Gamerhead Radio. I am Jonathan Santiago, aka the Fallon Flynn. Morbius the villains, come on! I am Charlie Technotronicorn Worthley. Candy Mountain, Charlie. I am the Magic Pants Goat. Oh, so he dressed it up this week. <laughs> I like it. Look, Literally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume that was intentional because it that was, was intentional. Nice. idea was good. So, and then we have a, a fourth with us this week uh, our guest host, Mr. Danny Wasco. This universe is mine. I am God here. Hello. Hi, Danny. Hey, Hi. Danny. How you doing, Hi, guys? Thanks, uh, thanks for sitting in with us. Danny is, uh, you know, where do, uh, we mentioned last week we're going to be talking about VR headsets today, and uh, Danny is more of an expert than any of the three of us, so uh, he's, uh, he's coming to share some of his uh, virtual knowledge. <laughs> we're doing the Pawn Stars thing. When we don't know, we brought an expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's coming up this week, Charlie? Oh, we actually have a, a decent amount of games coming out this week. So Battlefield Hardline is coming out for Windows, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and Xbox One on the 17th on this Tuesday. Blade Kitten Episode 2 on Windows. Wait, hold on. <laughs> what was that? Blade Kitten. Sounds ferocious. <laughs> I can't believe you missed Episode 1. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Bladestorm Nightmare on PS3, PS4, and Xbox One. Final Fantasy Type 0 HD on PS4 and Xbox One. So that's uh, that's finally seeing the light of day. Which also means again. that if you pur- again. if you right. purchased it, the new version of it, then you have access to the Final Fantasy 15 demo. Right now, is that in the package or is yes. that coming later? It is. It is part of the package. Like you okay. can actually see it on the 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 store uh, on the Xbox. Okay. On Xbox One, but it says bundle only when you try to purchase it. So. Got it. Got actually, it, got that it. sticker on the front of that case has gotten more publicity than the actual game. It's true. I feel like that's how it was when the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo was in Zone of Enders. That is correct. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jamestown Plus on PS4. Oceanhorn Monster of Uncharted Seas on Windows. Resident Evil Revelations 2 Episode 4 on PS3 and PS4 on, uh, on the Tuesday on the 17th. And then on the Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Windows next day on the 18th. Uh, the Awakened Fate Ultimatum on PS3. Makes me think of Manos, the Hands of Fate. Ah, uh, Hands, the Hands of Fate. <laughs> right. uh, Tales from the Borderlands Episode 2. Uh, Atlas Mugged on Windows, PS3, PS4, Xbox 360, and uh, Xbox One. Um, and uh, yeah, I didn't know that was coming out this week. I, the, the, the Telltale games always seem to be like, by the way, this is coming out like now. Yeah, I, yeah. I would really like to know what they're... They announce on Friday for that Tuesday. Okay. Yeah, but right. I would like to know what they're... they're how they decide when they're going to release these or if it's based on milestones for completion or I, yeah, I don't know, know man it's yeah. interesting and then uh, Wolfie the Red Hood Diaries for Windows PS4 and Xbox One and then on the 19th we've got Worlds of Magic on Windows and then on the 20th on the Friday we've got Fossil Fighters Frontier on 3DS Mario Party 10 on the Wii U and Ride on Windows PS3 PS4 Xbox 360 and Xbox One it's weird so the diverse lineup. Usually, it's, it's Nintendo Friday. Like, who, who are these guys like crunching in on uh, on Nintendo's day? I don't know. That's a, that's a good. You, question. You're starting to hear though with each of these these coming weeks of releases, starting to be more and more episodic chunks floating into mm-hmm. releases. It's interesting. You see it, that that trend is definitely taking off. Yes, it's definitely a definitely a good selection of uh, 
what uh, of uh, like top tier games coming out this yeah. week, and, yeah. and a bunch of games with blades in them. So I mean, that's true. Both Season parties. is starting to heat up, gentlemen, and things are going to start getting really interesting here in the next couple months with the releases. Quick mention for any Xbox 360 owners out there that have a gold subscription. Bioshock Infinite is now the free Xbox Live Games with Gold game from now until the end of the month. And so if you have gold, if you haven't played this game, and even if you have, I mean, just go pick it up because it is one of the best games to come out on 360, and uh, at least in my opinion, and I know several others. And while you're there, um, uh, on the Xbox 360 now, it, uh, it appears that you are able to essentially buy quote-unquote because we're talking about free things uh, buy your xbox one free games with gold from the 360 dashboard um so uh so if you don't have an xbox one yet but if you do have a 360 you can essentially start to very easily start to build up your library with uh with free games provided you're an xbox live gold subscriber so just uh keep an eye out for that when you're picking up your free copy of bioshock infinite so danny what we usually do now is we talk about the games we've been enjoying recently um you know we'll talk about the last week but since you know uh in your case you can just talk about anything you've been playing recently that's been interesting uh what what games have you been playing i've actually been playing uh grand theft auto 5 so. on what console on PlayStation 3. Okay. So I don't play a whole lot of games. I uh, I tend to actually stick to sports games. I'm a big hockey and you know, baseball or football or whatever. Just pick it up and play it and put it down. But I played a lot of Grand Theft Auto on the original PlayStation back in the day. And I haven't picked up any like GTA 3, 4. Really? Okay. I've never owned any of them. I Best I've ever done is played it at a buddy's house. But I picked up GTA 5 and went head over heels over it. Like it's really fun. So I've probably logged about 25 hours okay. <laughs> or so that's have you have you finished the, over heels. Yeah, the main I, story for it have you, have you cleared that out i have not finished the main story i think last time i checked i was about 60 percent it told me but i've also mm. dabbled in the online and the heist update happened uh, about two days ago i think how are you enjoying that it's fun it's um the heists are really the best part of online is so okay. far uh, the hardest part's getting a crew together that's gonna like I'm a low level so sometimes you get kicked out um sometimes you're waiting around forever like even though everyone waited for heist to come out um they're not jumping on you know it's still kind of hard you're waiting 10 15 minutes to start a heist mission so wow, okay and that's on PlayStation 3 you know obviously PS4 uh I think there's probably a larger uh, group on there right now so I, I haven't touched the online stuff of Grand Theft Auto 5 actually I haven't touched Grand Theft Auto 5 at all but um uh, so the online, there's no even between PS3 and PS4. There's no cross-platform play there. No, nope. not that okay. I'm aware of. No, oh. and everybody's probably migrated to the new gen. You yeah. can borrow my yeah. copy of it, by the way. I have it for 360. I have um, it for the one. So you, you can do. It. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, because I've I I had said when I was going to wait to play it on one because at this point I might as well, and um, I was going to like trade it in and pay the difference or whatever. But uh, yeah, if I could borrow yours, I know a guy who knows a guy. Excellent. So the best kind of relationships. And, it, and it's fitting that you'll get a brown paper bag copy of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Go. Uh, I went through a whole bunch of little games. Seen a lot of credits this week. Uh, I fired up my 364 Brothers. Mm. I realized that I didn't, like, I, I hadn't played it yet. And I kind of mm. got burnt out on Raymond real quick. So I was like, oh, I'll go back here. Then I realized I had like eight titles that I have been backlogging for games with gold and I was like we should probably handle that yep. so I went through Brothers that was weird um, I didn't have as much trouble as I thought I would with the, uh, the because you play two brothers and each brother has a stick right. and yep. you do that together but I figured out that since I'm a musician 
I'm used to doing two different things with my hands. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So it didn't really bother me. As long as I kept right brother on right, right side, side and, and left, left brother on left, left side, side, it was good. If I swapped yep. it, all hell broke yep. loose. <laughs> I'm about halfway done, <laughs> yeah. and, and there was I saw online a couple of forums that were talking about mm-hmm. the, uh, the the way to increase the difficulty level of the game mm-hmm. is to just play them on opposite yes. sides of the screen. Yes, yes. I definitely Which had the, uh, the special brother if I swapped him. <laughs> awesome. Great. Really great game, yeah. though. It's very cool. It's really good. It's really cool. I like, And the one thing that I liked about it was the um, you could go through this game and not get a single achievement because they're not milestone achievements. It's all like side mission That's stuff. True. Yeah. And you have to find the side. Like they're not like, Hey, go do this. You're just like, Hey, wait a minute. Like the first one, little spoiler here is you, uh, you, you, it says something about bunnies and you're like, what the hell? And also I'm standing this, like this end, dead end. And there's four white bunnies or four black bunnies and this white bunny. And you're like, that seems weird. And you can grab the bunny a little violently, I must say. That oh. little little rough there. <laughs> like he's just like, hey, ears. And I'm like, hey, dude, let's bring it out. And there's a fire pit there. And the idea is you have to make the bunny black so he fits in with his buddies. And that's that the just achievement. got very weird. Yeah. That's just the achievement. I'm like, oh, okay. So you roast the bunny? No, no, no. It's not on. It's oh. like like an ash pit. Oh, the oh, ash. Like you just like okay. rub the soot on him? Well, oh, you ca- okay. Yeah, you kind of... Dip a li- him? A little, yeah, a little <laughs> bit more violent. By the ears, you're just like... You put him out like a cigarette <laughs> in this uh, this fire pit, and he turns black, and he goes runs with his pals, and I'm like, okay, I would have never pieced that together for 20 Gamer Score. Like, and, and all these humans are like that. Okay. So it was really mm-hmm. cool like that. Then I moved on to Deadlight, and I'm towards the end of that, and it's um, basically... Take the Valiant Hearts idea, mm-hmm. like puzzler, side scroller puzzler, and just shove it into Walking Dead's world. Okay, it's really cool. It's a little dry, but it's all right. That seems to be the the mm-hmm. general consensus. I I think Deadlight came up a, a few months ago, mm-hmm. and it we did. were talking about it. And mm-hmm. I think I don't. Did you play it, Charlie? Um, I did not. Um, Mike had played it. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I played it, and I thought the same thing. Kind of yeah. dry, not bad. Neat yeah. game, just dry. Yeah. Um, and then I moved on from that, and uh, I finished Limbo. I saw all 800 score and I awesome. have two less two left and, and, and those will take a while uh, it was awesome it was great it was fun um, I got stuck five literally five minutes from the end of the game I went back and figured it out and I was like oh you've got to be kidding me <laughs> <laughs> but then I got all the little easter eggs and all that stuff and then I went to MX versus ATV live mm-hmm. which is a little you know MTX uh, motocross thing sure uh, that game if you're looking to, to, to juice your gamer score 20 minutes 145 gamer score. Okay. Like, they're just Whoa. handing my mic. They're like, you got on a bike, 10 gamer score. You press the accelerator, 20 gamer score. I'm like, what the? Jesus. They're like, you stop, 20 gamer score. I'm like, I, I, I operate a motorcycle in a motorcycle game. Thank you for rewarding me for this. They're like, you turned. I'm like, seriously, like. <laughs> it's not as, uh, not as condescending as that, uh, that achievement that was in the Simpsons game that they had on 360. You got an achievement. I think it was a 10 point mm. achievement for pressing start, for starting the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. There was one. Um, uh, uh, it was enter a race, <laughs> which is the point of yeah. the game. <laughs> I've played a couple of games where it's like your journey, like the achievement, like the achievement name is something like your journey begins, and it's like for ten points for starting the game. There have been a couple games I played yeah. that are like That's that. Nuts. Yeah. yeah. So if you guys are looking to buff up your score, just a couple laps and you'll, you'll 180 okay. points just doled out. Noted. So and then that's about it. So a lot of 360 and knocking some stuff off. Charlie, what have you done? What have I done? Um, what have you done? <laughs> uh, so I finished Captain Toad. Um, wow, that actually took a lot longer than I thought. Well, you know me mm-hmm. and my, how long it takes me to beat games. So for me, that's about right on target, I think. So to follow up, did it ramp up for you? Uh, it actually did. The um, So um, 
uh, minor spoiler just in terms of I've talked a couple of times before about like the game length and mm-hmm. how it doesn't really reveal how like the the full length of the game when mm-hmm. you first start it. So when you first start it, there's 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 you, you essentially see that there's book one. There's essentially three books. So there's like three chapters of levels to go through. Like the second half of the third chapter mm-hmm. of, the, of the third book mm-hmm. um, was actually pretty difficult. Um, there were three levels I, I, I had when I when I got to this point where I started actually having like being challenged by the game. I had 60 lives cached. And um, by the time I got past these levels, I only had like 30. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it wasn't impossible by any, by any means, um, but uh, it was, it definitely got more challenging at the end there. Okay. Um, I would, ha- again, I personally, I would have liked to have had it gotten a little bit harder earlier, mm-hmm. but um, just so I felt like I got more value out of the game, mm-hmm. but. Um, Maybe Mario, do you go through 100 lives to the last level? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Re- did you end up replaying any, like, did you have to get to the point where you replayed levels to get your achievements? Because you say you were going through and getting, like, everything. Yeah, First there's, run. yeah, there, there's, yeah. See, the thing is, is that um, some of the achievements, you know, the the extra bonus objectives in each of the levels, you don't know what they are until you finish the level. So if you happen to get it your first time through, you get credit for it. But otherwise, um, a lot of them are like finding a um, like a gold mushroom that's a plant that's literally hidden unless you're standing over it. So it's it's one of those situations where you have to like literally walk every square of the map until you find it. You know, usually it's kind of obvious where it's going to be like a corner or like some section that like looks weird. You know, it's it, part of the map that's like stands out or whatever but you won't know until you go over and walk on it and you know with those with those kinds of levels you don't know that you have to be searching for a mushroom until you've beaten it already so those are the ones that most of the ones i had to go back and and do over again were mm-hmm. ones like that but okay. they were like hidden things yeah. where i would have wasn't so obvious yeah, yeah exactly yeah. um I, you you definitely learned after a while what it was going to be um like um if there's a level that just has like a ton of coins in it, then you pretty much can anticipate that the bonus objective is going to be to get X number of coins. You know what I mean? Um, or like a ton of enemies. Like it'll be like, you know, to beat all the enemies or something like that. But uh, um, there's, there's a couple more I'm going to go back and do. And it, and after you beat the game, it, it's unlocked um, some bonus levels. Um, so like um, uh, there's there's like the Toad Brigade, which are like, you know, three other Toads that um, there are some levels that you have to play where you have to go around and collect them all and then manage to get all four of them to the end and they follow, or, you know, they follow behind you in a line, you know? Oh, it's like Lemmings. Yeah, exactly. But the, um, the, uh, the th- I started to play one level and this was at the end of my session and it irked me that one of, uh, uh, I forget exactly what happened, but I had all four toads. I was walking towards, you know, I was, I was making my way towards the end of the level and the one that was in the back got clipped by a fireball or something and so we all died. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's frustrating so um, I'll, I'll go back and finish it mm-hmm. up because i do enjoy the game i mean it's just so much stupid fun but um but uh and as it turns out it pulled um it pulled a little trick at the end where it turns out that this entire game it's um well that's eh, not entirely true i was gonna say that this well what happens is, is at the end of the game you find out that the game is actually a prequel to super mario 3d world oh really because at the end of the game you see like this little like cinematic that shows like like a green star falling to earth and like, you know, the Mario group, Mario, Luigi, Prince mm-hmm. and everybody like finding it. And they, you know, and then they see Bowser capture the first one of those fairies and everything. And so it, and then cap, and then there's a pipe that they fix and they all fall down and then captain toad finds it. And he gets, he, he goes down it. And then it's just like the adventure continues in Mario 3d world. And it's like that game came out a year ago. Wow. That's, <laughs> that's really kind of a weird. But that do, is but. far more uh, thought into yeah. connective <laughs> storytelling than Nintendo usually puts into their yeah. games. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure who they are expecting. will be playing captain toad without having all, already played mario 3d world but that would yeah. that, that would possibly be me because i don't own a wii u yet well, and okay. i'm going say, to there's a lot of people out there who don't have a wii u because they don't understand why they need the u for their wii but, but. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Moving past the triple entendre. Um, <laughs> um, I'm just saying, like, you know, especially because, like, I think, like, Mario 3D World is being bundled in systems now, right? It is, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. yeah, it's, um, I just... It, so they it, missed their window. They should have the, kept the Toad bundle. Well, yeah. Which leads into another game sale. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> um, and then I played some more of uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Nothing really to report on that. Just um, enjoying it, still playing it. Right. You're still uh, a pirate? Uh, well, yeah. I, I imagine that will last the course of the game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's that been pretty much it for me this week. John? Um, I played a handful of things. Tried to uh, change it up. I'm trying to get through the stuff that I have been working on, but also put my hands on some other things so that uh, I can talk to you guys about it and make some recommendations to uh, listeners. I, uh, I'm still getting through Alien Isolation. It is taxing and difficult because... Um, when you die in the middle of a fight, with you know, not fight, there is no fight. <laughs> when you die after bumping into the alien, it, you have to start from the beginning of the encounter. And sometimes you're, it's 20 minutes of dodging and ducking and diving and getting around this thing. So after you die a couple times, you just get pissed off. and <laughs> Or I get pissed off and then you don't want to do it again. But it is, it's just it's a great game. Dan, you look like you've, you've, you might know what he's talking about. Yeah, I, play, I don't own it, but I played it at my buddy's house for, I want to say, about 45 minutes. And... That's got to be the most frustrating game I've ever played. It's great, but it is it's, infuriating. It's got an element of like you know sneaking around and stuff, but it's extremely frustrating. It's hard. It is not um, an easy game. It uh, yeah. is even on the. I think I'm playing it on normal, and it is not. Uh, it's not easy. Um, so I'm still working through that. I imagine that it will be a while before I'm done with that, uh, and and I'll, I'll you know announce when I finally <laughs> conquer that hill. Um, but uh, I, I I played. Uh, the free trial that they had, the six-hour free trial of um, Dragon Age uh, Isolation, and it was uh, it was good, you know. So yeah, it's good. That's it. That's all I got. I don't know uh, based on the very small portion of time that I played it if it's game of the year material like everyone was saying it was, but it's good. Solid, typical Bioware experience, exactly what you'd expect. Was it uh, was it a rabbit hole experience with the six-hour tease? It could have been. I didn't get much time with it because I caught it at the tail end. Mm. It actually warned me at the beginning. It was just like, you have less than six hours before this game you know, stops. And I was just like, all right, well, I'll play it. But I, I just didn't have much time. Mm. I played it right before I came to the show. And uh, I, I created a character, spent half an hour doing that, then yeah, half was, an hour wandering around the world and playing. Three hours character. 20 minutes at playing. least <laughs> yeah that's exactly it you know but so it you was, did it right it was good i what very very little and uh, you can't really judge a 40 hour game based on an hour <laughs> worth of play um well you can it it's was just not that's true <laughs> it was it was good i i'm sure at some point i'll get to it but it'll be a while hmm. um i played on the the pc on steam i played how to survive hmm. which is uh interesting little game i picked it up a while ago on one of the steam sales i don't remember which one it's all just a blur these days, but so you're um, down to fifteen eighty. The rest of my life, I'll never be free, <laughs> goat ever. Um, it, it's a really cool little game. It, it's almost like I'm trying to think of something you can relate it to. The newer, um, not Tomb Raider games, but the Lara Croft like arcade titles that have been coming out for the last couple of years. Oh yeah, it's it's that sort of a like an overhead perspective, like okay. three quarters overhead perspective, like that. And uh, you pick a survivor, and you uh, each of the stories ha- survivors has a little story, and it tells you how they ended up on this island or series of islands. It's a chain of islands, and you walk around and you craft items and you kill things and go on quests for people. And you can play it co-op. You know, you can play it with another person, and it's a fun little game. You know, nothing like crazy mind blowing. I think it's a little indie title, uh, but I dig it. I'm having fun with it. Um, probably, a, probably two hours into that. 
And then uh, the last thing on the planet anybody would expect uh, anybody to play at this point because it's been out for a while and wasn't that well received, but XCOM Declassified, I started playing that. How, what did you think of that? I <clears throat> I like the setting for it a lot. Okay. I like the the sound for it is good. All of the you know facial animations for it are pretty good. Um, and I like the sort of squad order combat system, which you've seen in various forms in other games. My biggest problem with the game is it's it's all been done in other games, better games. It's okay. all been done better in better games. It's competent. It plays well. It's a pretty typical Gears of War style cover mechanic shooter. It's not bad, though. I like it, but the setting does a lot for me to okay. lend itself to why I like it. The AI is dumber than a bag of hammers, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, it's... you. Know, I remember when the game was originally announced, it was supposed to be like a first-person shooter, and I remember that the that the original, um, that the uh, you know that the that the original like reveal of that game, it was by Two K, right? Yeah. And um, it it felt to me, I, I think this was on purpose, just because this was at like the height of this was at the height of like Bioshock frenzy, mm-hmm. is that it seemed like it was supposed to be like Bioshock but XCOM. I got that vibe too. I remember when they announced it as a first-person shooter, and then yeah. when they changed it, I never actually figured out. Or f- I, I mean, I never put effort into finding out, but I never it never crossed my radar what kind of game it had turned into. So you're saying it's like it's like Gears of War. It plays yeah. like Gears of War. You, it's okay. it's you are the primary character um, who's you know Agent Carter, I think is his name, which is odd because of. Agent Carter being on TV all of a sudden From now. Marvel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his name is Agent Carter, and uh, you play as him primarily, and then you've got two other squad mates with you, sort of Gears of War style. Um, and then you can hit spacebar, because I'm playing with a mouse and keyboard. You can hit okay. spacebar, and it goes into like a slow motion, like make decisions. You hover the mouse over each person's name, okay. and you send them. So they took some of the squad-based, um, the menus for it and everything look very similar to XCOM if you played it, the, the most recent one. They took some of the elements of that and like the little alien designs from that, and it's just set before. It's almost like the how did the modern XCOM universe that you play recently right. come to be? It's like the founding of the organization that that you play in that game, and uh, so they took some elements of that and put it into a third person shooter. But it plays like Gears of War, you know, run up to cover, you know, dash out from cover, you know, fire blindly over cover. You know, there's a bunch of different things you can do with it, but. Um, it's competent. It's just been done before in a lot of other games. That's that's I could see why everybody complained about it, but I'm enjoying it. I really like the setting. They nailed the tone and feel and sound, sound and everything. It's great. Nice, cool. Anything else? Or that's it, man. I mean, I can't believe I squeezed that in. The, the first three quarters <laughs> of the week was a whole lot of going. Shit, I've only played one thing this week, and I squeezed everything in all at the last minute. So that that was it for me. Briefly, uh, we just want to rethank again uh, David Bishop from Namco um, for his excellent interview and giving us his time last week on the episode where we talked about Level Two Fifty Seven over in uh, over at the Woodfield Mall in Schaumburg, Illinois. Um, really great episode. If you miss it, really go back and listen to it. Um, you know, really good interview with David and uh, you know, our um, give, uh, get some more information about um, about the restaurant and uh, also get our take on it as well. Also, just want to re-mention that um, if, uh, if you go to uh, GamerHeadRadio.com or right on our Facebook page, we do have merchandise available for your consumption. Uh, we do have t-shirts and stickers, and uh, they are all fantastic, and you should buy them because we love you. And now that you've seen what we've done this week, let's see what the industry did. Coming in at number five, Netflix engineers get streaming service to run on modded NES. And for, for you youngins out there, this is the Nintendo Entertainment System. Back Me- in my day. Meaning, what year did that come out? 85? Five. Five? Yeah. Five. Running Netflix. So. Yes. 
A group of Netflix engineers uh, made up of Guy Serino, Alex Wolf, and Karenina Motion, that is a name, that is her actual name, <laughs> managed to get Netflix to work on what they're claiming is an unmodified Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, this hack was done as part of the coolest workday ever, which is called the Netflix Hack Day. <laughs> uh, uh, Netflix lets their engineers try things that they, they normally wouldn't do as part of their paid job on this day once a year. And I guess a, a group of them got together, this particular group, and saw fit to get the service running on the unit. And, and it, there is video of it online if you want to check it out. Um, it's pretty easy to fly, find on, on YouTube. Uh, but it's fascinating how it runs it doesn't run at all how you how you would think but it does provide picture on the screen but it's like nes like text and graphics that has the title of the the you know show and the episodes and everything it's crazy looking man i just thought this would be kind of a cool thing to include to show that i guess you know old stuff like that does find a use if you get the right people behind it when i seen this i kind of hope that they make this a skin I would, I would, to- yeah, I would, I would totally put it out as my skin for my Netflix. Should definitely put it out at least as a skin on the on the Wii U yeah. version of, uh, oh, yeah. of of Netflix. That would be fantastic. Yeah, th- throwback Netflix. I'd be on that. When I when I initially saw this article and I saw the pictures of what it looked like and everything, I I had to check my watch three times to make sure it wasn't April Fools because this is just <laughs> like this is just so weird but awesome at the same time. Yeah. Look, man, it's cool and everything, but I'll be impressed when they can put it on an Atari Jaguar. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, did you did you catch wind of the story at all? No, I hadn't, I hadn't seen this. Here's what it kind of looks like. I'm holding up for uh, for Danny right now a pic, uh, just a, a screenshot of, off of YouTube of what the interface looks like. Yeah, I mean, it literally looks like an old um, an old NES like game. game. Yeah, you would use that on as a skin. And once as you once you select yeah, the show and run it, it actually plays the episode, <laughs> but those are the menus for it essentially yeah. is what oh, okay, they did. Okay. So I mean like it'll yeah. actually play the game. I was hoping that they actually uh, like, the the, the no. what you're watching. No. no that's, that's disturbing. Perfect. <laughs> Bring that skin to me Netflix. I will pay an extra 2.99 for that month. Yeah, it's true. Good times. Uh, coming in at number 4, Valve is unhappy about getting an F in customer service. Is the F for fantastic? Oh, no. Negative. The F is for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Not the oh. What else was it going to be? You knew where that was heading. You set not, me up for it, Charlie. I, I would like to listen, just tell the listeners that's not the verb. That's true. No, the F is for fun. Fun customer experience. That's what it stands wow. for. Wow. Um, so it seems that Valve has earned a big fat F in customer service on their Better Business Bureau page, which currently boasts 717 individually filed complaints against Valve. 502 of those complaints have gone completely unanswered or tended to. Yeah. Most of them are listed as results of problems with a product or service. Um, Better Business Bureau says that Valve has, quote, failed to resolve underlying causes of uh, causes or patterns that lead to complaints. So um, apparently Valve is very aware of the things that people are complaining about, at least on the Better Business Bureau's website, and give no shits whatsoever <laughs> seems to be the thing. Um, Nathan Grayson over at Kotaku actually asked Valve's business development authority, Eric Johnson, what was going on behind the scenes. He replied that Valve doesn't really consider the Better Business Bureau a priority, but that users have the right to use it. Uh, The Better Business Bureau is far less useful proxy for customer issues than Reddit, Johnson began. We don't use them for much. They don't provide us as useful of data as customers emailing us, posting on Reddit, posting on Twitter, and so on. Now, Johnson did admit that the company has a poor track record for customer services, but insisted that they're currently trying to work on a proper method to be able to address customer service concerns and even properly issue refunds with Steam. So people have been talking about this for years, and it seems like it's finally kind of 
coming around to bother him a bit. I love the fact that this guy is like, well, Reddit is a lot more useful than a government thing. <laughs> now, see, that's the funny thing. A lot of people don't realize the Better Business Bureau is no official organization. Oh, right. You're they right. Are, they're not for profit, aren't they? Um, they're essentially Yelp. I mean, really is what it comes down to it. That's all yeah, they are. Okay. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they were they the, just got a snappy uh, yes. seal to make them look good. Now, I will say this while I don't disagree I that, that the, the mediums that they mentioned are much better and probably much more tended to outlets in order to address those issues. You still got nearly a thousand people complaining about your service yeah. on the Better Business and Bureau, or, and you're not yeah. taking and care of those people. You yeah. should, I mean, as a customer, somebody who's got a background in customer service, yeah, that's who true. gives a shit where they're filing the complaints. Just take care of the people, man. Yeah, you know, they patronize your service. That's my opinion, anyways. I, yeah. I agree with you completely. But then again, in this this world, Twitter for this like this world is a far better customer service medium. I've noticed it's a lot faster. Yeah, you tweet yeah, them, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, we got this," and I'm like, "Really? Okay, thanks." Yep, go Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there have been a couple times out. where I've just like, you know, back when I used Twitter more, I would just be like, oh, I mean, I hated that this stupid thing from, you know, and I would tag the company is not working and then they would catch it and reply. I mean, like, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. extremely effective. My brother just did that uh, a month ago with Alienware. They, you know, he had an issue with his, sure. his unit and he tagged him and boop, like nothing, man. They got back to him and helped him out in minutes. Yep. You know, so I, it, it does work for sure. But I guess it's, I find it interesting that, uh. That Valve is is so widely regarded with Steam and and so loved with Steam, but uh, a lot of people don't talk about that with their customer service issues. But they're not they're not much better than dealing with some of the big guys when you get into it. I've had to, to get on the phone with Steam, or with Valve a couple of times to talk about some issues with Steam, and it did not end well. I, I don't think they took any better care of me than EA did when I had to call them for some. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. fighting words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Alt- actually, the difference between the two is is um, I had called about some issues with some DLC. Um, through EA with uh, I think it was uh, Battlefield games and uh, they ended up giving me what it was that I called them for and then they gave me some other DLC like you know extra guns and stuff in one of their games um, so I got more out of the EA experience actually than with Valve Wow, uh, but not by much you know I just I did a little more research on this article and you get the impression when you are looking into it that they're just very it's not that they don't care. It's that they don't really have a system in place to govern this stuff yet. And so it's very unorganized at, at Valve with Steam's, you know, customer service stuff. I, I love the fact. I probably say that too much, but I love the fact that John's like, I got extra DLC and Valve told me to play something else. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> what do you need extra shit for? Why don't you play one of the 8 million games you already bought? <laughs> uh, Mr. Santiago, we're looking. You have more than enough to you keep know, you occupied. Sir, sir, we're not going to give you anything else. Uh, we've looked at your account. You have no money. You spent it all here. Go play something else. As a matter of fact, go spend time with your son. Not even that. You should be ashamed lo- of yourself. We've looked at your account and you have 1,400 hours that you have a touch. Go yeah, do something else. That's right. And click. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't have to be mean about it. <laughs> Those guys are telling me truth. That's true. <laughs> Hoity-toity bastards. <laughs> um, well, I guess, I guess hopefully they'll get something in order when they start taking care of people a little bit better. You know. All right, let's let's open 2016. Let's let's D plus. <laughs> Come on, Valve, a D plus yeah, for as the long triple as I B. Get up to D. I was a D student, you know. And look, look where it got me. Look, uh, it's just a backlog. We all have them, so let them get to it. They'll get to the better. <laughs> yeah, really, eventually, they'll catch up to you. You um, know the lull when they have you know there's that customer service lull in like right, mid September. Right. I will admit. That number three probably should be on this list, but I laughed at it. Okay. So it's on here. State of Decay contractor fills the game with hidden dicks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, this is a professional show. <laughs> I think we're going to need the uh, train whistle sound bit in there. Hey, oh, that's true. <laughs> that would have been better. Dick Train's in the game. <laughs> oh, never. Don't. No, no. I'm, I'm opening Come up a doorway on. here. I don't want to get into it, man. I just look like somebody out there, somebody out there who listens to the show. I know at least one of you guys has to have some sort of ability to mod games. Somebody please build a dick train and put it into one of the games. You know, I can't wait to see what kind of shit pops up, you know, for like Grand Theft Auto mods. You see all the Grand Theft Auto 4 yeah. mods that came out. I can't imagine what people could do. A giant dick train just roaring down the fucking railways in Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> Somebody make that happen, please. Um, some wily outsourced contractors decided the state of decay needed more dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Unle- Undead Lab senior designer Jeffrey Card says, quote, some of our contractors worked a ridiculous amount of genitalia into the background. <laughs> <laughs> it seems that they weren't readily visible in the original release of the game, which I played. I love that game. I'm planning on picking this one up, too. They're really cool games. But they didn't have the, the highest resolution, you know. Um, so I could see why it would get lost in there. Apparently, whoever it was that did this, kind of counted on the fact that you wouldn't see them unless the the game was upscaled. Um, so when the team started working on upscaling all the original textures, they just, <laughs> they discovered a sea of dicks <laughs> hidden throughout the game. <laughs> it was just dicks everywhere. Oh God. I want to be in that about room. the long con. I yeah. Mean, like, yeah. yeah. I that be... original game came out like three, two or yeah. three years ago. Wow. I think it was, I want to be in that cubicle. Hey, <laughs> Hey, uh, Hey Steve, Steve, uh, could you come here a second? Are, are those all dicks? <laughs> it's like, a, it's, they may sound like you get the coworkers in huddled around yeah. looking at the screen like it's a fucking hidden eye picture. Like, what do you see? Bunch of dudes squinting around the screen. Yeah, no, that's a, the, the manager that's a dick. Wa- the manager walks up. What's going on here? Oh, we've been dicked. <laughs> Where did those come from? Take them back. Take them out. <laughs> They've been there the whole time. Been there. They were. They, lo- they, they shipped the game with these dicks everywhere in there, not knowing that they did. So I'm, assuming so, I'm assuming they're going to patch them out. Well, that's. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to the... To the no, I was going to say something disgusting. <laughs> Are you getting to the to. circumcision? Ugh, no, yours was worse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jeffrey Card goes on to say, Undead Labs was not aware of the textures in question until they began the process of export textures for State of Decay Year 1 Survival Edition, and they are not visible in the original edition of State of Decay. So they're in the game, but you can't see them in the original version. So a Microsoft representative told Game Informer that Undead Labs is no longer working with the contractor in question, and that this material will not be present in State of the Day, uh. State of the Decay Year 1 Survival Edition, but I will say that if they did ship it within there, I guarantee you it would move more units. Um, <laughs> as far as the original game goes, it was out for 360 and... Uh, go ahead. Units. oh god they would they would Uh. be they would be pushing a sea of units so um the game did come out on 360 and pc i played it on pc i know somebody out there in pc land can crack this fucker open and find him so modders the ball or balls are in your court you know what to do Unzip those trousers and uh, crank up the uh, volume. You're making it worse. <laughs> I, I really have to imagine that it was like when they're okay. So they they discovered this when they were like going through like up upresing mm. textures or whatever. It's like the first one. It's like, oh, that's funny. That kind of looks like a dick. Anyways, next, next, next. Hey, wait, next. hey, wait. That looks like another dick. Okay, next, next. Wait. Okay. 
Three's a pattern. <laughs> you either call people in or you go to your boss's office and go, I'm working too many hours, no. man. I got to go home. I'm seeing dicks everywhere. <laughs> Which leads into the next day when you come into your cubicle on the team and you see this urgent flag message that we are we, we have been dicked. Conference room now. <laughs> I would just, I would love to see a bunch of engineers standing over a screen pouring over code going, that's a dick. <laughs> uh, scrolling down the line. That's a dick. Get it out. <laughs> So, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I bet you there's a, a ton more games out there with stuff like that hidden in it that we just don't know about. So, if they, put out, if they put out the 25, the DLC $25 version, mm-hmm. State of Dicks, I would buy it. <laughs> Whoa. I would not admit that on the show. Glad you'll enjoy it. All right. Come on, uh, how fun would it be to have your buddy sit down and be like, you've played Steady K. You haven't played the, the special edition. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, moving away from dicks, going on to number two, Sony to shut down PlayStation Mobile over the fall. Wait, how do we move away from dicks? That's a dick move. <laughs> no, it's probably a good move for them, honestly, based on the history of the, the, the PlayStation Mobile sys, uh, setup that they had. Sony Japan announced this week that their troubled from the start mobile gaming hybrid service, PlayStation Mobile, or PSM, will be no more by the fall of 2015. Uh, while the service will remain active for current users, they will no longer be able to purchase any content after July, 5th, uh, July 15th of this year. Though they will be able to download and pa- any past purchases they had from the service all the way up to September 10th, at which time the, s- the service will no longer function. So I don't imagine that terribly too many people are using this service to begin with. Um, yes, it's go. It's probably the same people who are using PlayStation Home. Yeah, that's likely. That's they moved over. Yeah, they, they lost home, so they went there. Um, so, if you recall, Sony had kind of a rough start to PSM pretty early on, as so far as to waive the publisher's licensing fees starting in May of 2013, and they did that to try and attract more developers to come on and uh, you know make product for the service. Uh, it didn't go very well. Company uh, company of dropping Android support last year, and uh, platform remained available for indie developers targeting the PlayStation Vita, though pickings were slim. So, I don't, I don't, I don't really think anybody was doing anything with this service. But I remember when they first started talking about it, and they were trying to make a big deal out of it. I mean, uh, what do you guys think about this? I mean, it was kind of, I think it was a smart move. I remember the the phone. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it it had the slide out screen with the basically PlayStation oh, yeah, yeah. controller yep. built yep. into it. I actually, just saw one of those online. You could buy it for like I want to say sixty bucks. Yeah, outright, yeah. and it works on AT and T or whatever. So I do remember when that came out, and it was a dud. It was underpowered, and it didn't do very well from the get-go, and it was a... Bad battery life, too. Yeah. I knew somebody that bought games. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was a contract phone, and who wants to pay for a contract if it's also your video gaming machine? You right, know? yeah. So. Wow. It's a, it, it's, it makes me sad, actually, because like things like this I wish we would see more of, because you know we have, we have so many instances. Where, how many times have I said... That the reason I don't have a dedicated gaming handheld is because like everything I want to do I can just do my, on my phone. Yeah, you know it's like so if I if I could get like an actual proper like gaming handheld like if my if if the Vita could run Android and, like also be my phone and do everything that my my Galaxy Note can do like that would be huge. I would love that, but you know so it just it's it, I I wish that this had worked because I would love a world where mobile gaming and mobile you know smartphones kind of collided more didn't didn't they try doing something where you could use your 
one of the their handheld systems is a phone too. Didn't wasn't there some sort of a phone service on the the PSP? Uh oh, it had Skype. Did it have Skype on yeah. it? Was that what it was? Yeah. I don't know, man. I I, I just can't imagine anybody. Unless wanting you're to confusing hold... it with the N gauge, I'm not really sure. <laughs> oh no, God! But I mean, that thing. I remember when that thing was coming. I was touted, but that's kind of a related product yeah. when you think about yeah. it, and that didn't do very well either. Yeah. You know, I guess nobody wants to hold a Vita up to their head and, and have the, you know, well, <laughs> the thumbstick sticking into their ears. <laughs> yeah, but it's only, it's only like, what, maybe a half an inch smaller than a Note 4? Yeah, at this yeah. point, yeah. So uh, probably a smart move for Sony to close their doors on that. But uh, I mentioned it because when they first did it, they made a huge deal out of it. Like, yeah. They're going to be the, the future of mobile gaming on handheld. Now, on now, now we have two tech geeks in here, uh-huh. Charlie and, and Danny. And this really sounds to me like a Google thing where they're like, check it out. And like two years later, like, no one cared. Never mind. Sorry. Like how many Google things oh. have gone to the wayside that were supposed to be like the greatest thing since sliced bread that never really went anywhere. It really hurts my heart that you're that you're bringing this up. I mean just because It's a valid point. I mean, you have to deal with the dark side of I your know, alter ego. Look, don't don't make him feel bad as the secret CEO of Google. He <laughs> has signed off on a lot of things. All I'm saying is with the with the gold comes the coal. There you go. Listen, I didn't even want to shut down Google Reader. I mean, I mean I miss Google Reader oh, a lot, God, so my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Google Reader, my heart. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to tell you that I'm still getting emails from that site you signed me up for after I signed that petition, so we need to talk. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, business is business. I mean, like, it's it's good to see companies innovating, and it's good to see companies trying different things, and it sucks to see when those things don't don't pan out. I mean, like, you know, but it's, uh, it's the nature of the beast, I suppose. I applaud them for being like, hey, oh, well, we thought yeah. it was cool. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see them do. I'd, instead of giving up, I'd like to see them reinvent it. Um, seeing as all these the new phones that are coming out these days are really, really powerful, and that's one of the problems that the original PlayStation Mobile had is that they're. I mean, they just couldn't do even PSP games. Right. You know, they had to be dumbed down. And they didn't look as good, and the battery life was a problem. And now that we're in an age where it's getting stronger and it's getting more powerful phones. They, I think they could have reinvented themselves here, and you know whether it be licensing fees or whatever, they could have started releasing PlayStation games in the you know in, in the Android market or whatever. Right. They could have done something else than it's just a shut shame. It down. It's a shame because it's not like Sony's not known for their hardware. Right, you know, I mean, everything they end up making on the hardware side of things is usually pretty solid, except for that phone. <laughs> yeah, you know, but um, you know, maybe it's just an issue of them spending time on R and D to shrink their hardware down and squish it into a, a smaller platform. Maybe they just don't have the departments to do that as well as the phone, the, you know, the phone mm-hmm. creators do, you know? Yeah. I mean? So I don't know. I guess we'll see whether or not they, uh, they reinvent it or do anything with it. I kind of hope they do. And with Danny on that one, Likewise. But it seems like a missed opportunity if they mm-hmm. don't. Yep. Um, uh, a little more Sony for everybody this week. Coming in at number one, Sony joins crowd of online TV providers. So this article came directly from the wall street journal. So, uh, Sony is ramping up its online TV efforts in the U.S., but will face competition from a number of their companies targeting consumers who don't pay for TV. Andrew House, president of Sony Computer Entertainment, says the company will start commercial operation of the service called PlayStation View, and that's V-U-E, View, within two weeks in New York, Chicago, Philadelphia, following invitation-only tests in those cities. The company plans to roll out the new service nationwide by the end of the year. Now, View is one of several new U.S. services aimed at cord cutters or people who have spurned traditional pay TV services in favor of other forms of entertainment. PlayStation View will compete, for example, with Dish Network's recently uh, introduced Sling TV, which operates via a range of streaming devices. Uh, Danny, you you have you, you provide you have the service. I bought the Sling TV service. I use it on a PC, just like 
you open up a program and I have access to, I want to say it's like 26 uh, shows that I can go back and see, kind of like a DVR, can look at what happened earlier Mm. and uh, see what's live. And it's a $20 charge, I think. So does it have live TV or only back catalog Both. It has live and then I can go back to, I want to say the past 24 hours, I can see whatever aired. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. How reliable is the service so far? The uh, it it plays just fine. I want to say that the quality is not as good as what I expected from having Hulu and Netflix in my home already. Um, it was a little bit more fuzzy, more standard definition. I yeah, was really hoping, grainy. Yeah, because I'm using it on like a, a 55 inch TV, so I wanted it to be 1080, and it's not. It's it. I I don't know if it's 720, but it, it was okay. For twenty bucks a month, it's okay. Mm. Maybe I'm thinking about getting rid of it. Actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not a good time for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, you know, it, it was nice. Uh, I don't have television, so it was a breath of fresh air to have something like television again. I just have internet. See, I'm the same way. I have Netflix in my home, and I have uh, Amazon Instant. I pay for those two things and nothing else. I had Hulu Plus at one point, but I it something about that service drives me insane. The I fact that you're paying for it and still get commercials. Yeah, is that the yeah. probably yeah. you know. This stuff's not really good. We have two cord cutters and two cord holders. Keepers. Keepers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, I realistically watch f- like five channels whenever I do have cable. It's the same shit, and most of it I can watch on Netflix or Amazon Instant. Um, and uh, dude, uh, you know, thanks to one of my my good friends out there who listens, uh, I he's letting me listen or use his HBO. Um, go uh, login information, so I have access to everything on HBO mm. for free because he is a he's a good man and a gentleman. And so is <laughs> so. HBO because they don't mind him doing that. They've basically publicly said, "Go ahead, if you're going to share passwords, we're not uh, going to stop." It's great, you. man. You know, he he did it so I could catch up on Game of Thrones, which I have not started yet. I'm sorry, um, but uh, you know, it, it, what they're saying that individual TV networks have also been rolling out subscription steaming services, including CBS, Viacom's Nickelodeon. Um, CBS chief executive Leslie Moonvis told an investor conference uh, told an investor at a conference yesterday that its service had more than 100,000 subscribers, though he declined to give an exact figure. Uh, this week, Time Warner's HBO said it would roll out its standalone streaming service service offering HBO Now in time for the season premiere next month for its hit Game of Thrones. So uh, this this shit's getting hot, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um the uh it just on a related note, um I was watching the um the Apple Watch announcement and um, that's where they also made their that's where they also made their, uh, uh, or HBO announced the, you know, formally announced the HBO Now service. Um, initially, it's going to be only be available on Apple devices. So, um, ah. but uh, it's uh, almost certainly a timed, uh, a timed exclusive. I imagine it'll be rolling out to other platforms later. They probably were just were working with Apple for the uh, for the initial stuff. And I can tell Danny's thrilled about this revelation. Oh, that was news to me. I had not heard that. Yeah. Apple only, huh? Yeah, at so. least at least at the start. Um, uh. it's uh, going to be 15, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's going to be uh, 15 bucks a month, um, which is, uh, I think a couple dollars more than it costs to add HBO to an existing cable subscription. So, um, if, uh, you know, if you have cable, it's not saving you any money, but, um, if it's you don't the, have cable and if you want exact. HBO. It's it's fourteen ninety nine for the HBO package. Is it okay? Yeah. Oh wow! It might vary carrier to carrier, mm-hmm. but the um, thing that's yeah. interesting though is is that everybody's trying to get away from paying the cost of a cable package. Mm-hmm. But if you have all of these streaming services, eventually it's going to start adding up, and you're yeah. just paying for fucking cable again. Yeah, it's I'm true. getting close. I'm yeah. getting close. However, I have the convenience of you know turn on Netflix and the treasure trove of you got a kid the, the kids programming oh, on Netflix is amazing. such a life shape. It's saver. amazing. Yeah. I'm serious. Hey, I'm, hey, I will say that I I don't. 
I watch probably as many damn shows as your kids do on my Netflix. Uh, look, I, I have more cartoons in my on my profile yeah. than I think. It, it, I watch it, Mr. Nice, Peabody yeah. on my own. Thank you very much. I forgot. Yes, yes. Yeah, but rather than me going out and buying DVD upon DVD, having right. access to it on Netflix is I mean, it's worth the eight bucks a month or whatever. Right. Well, so. that that and you don't have to uh, worry about them burning a hole in your DVD. You just keep it running <laughs> yeah absolutely so th- th- it kind of begs the question then it, we just talked about uh, we all kind of mm-hmm. have these subscription services that we pay for in mm-hmm. various forms S- you know sony view mm-hmm. is coming up they didn't announce a price point for it mm-hmm. yet are you guys willing to try it out does this does this interest you does it pique your interest well i i we're not giving up cable so in my case no no yeah, yeah. he's got a footballer yep. yeah oh that's it never happened the biggest, yep. <laughs> biggest problem yep, of course. yep and i have my racing I'm willing to try any of this stuff out at least once, yeah. and and I'll I'll give it a go. You know, I'm assuming that it will probably comprise be comprised of most of Sony's you know film catalog and whatever mm-hmm. TV shows that they uh, own the rights to. You know, so it may be Sony specific stuff, but I would be willing to check that out. Which brings up Powers, which I think all three of us watched I this didn't week. Get a chance. I, I watched it. it. I watched it. We can, you know what? Well, let's, Charlie, you you should check it out, and okay. I would love to know what you think. We'll we'll talk about it coming up. Okay. Because it's, uh, no homework done, huh? I, I'm busy. I'm sorry. He is a and busy Charlie, man. Charlie gets an F from the Gamerhead homework oh. division. He was he was technotronicorning. He was yeah, busy. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. So we'll we'll talk about that coming up, but mm. uh, I would imagine that's probably going to end up on there too. Mm. Well, and like I'm all their, the I think that's supposed to be the launch pad for their yeah. original programming, yeah. like everybody else is doing mm. these days. And so I'm, I'm sure they'll probably use the service for that kind of mm. stuff too. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll try it out. What about you, Danny? Are you interested in checking it out? Yeah. Well, they have to have something that uh, the competitors don't. And right now, that's live TV, live programming. I want to yeah. not wait 24 hours. I want to. I want to have what Hulu doesn't have because Hulu is basically the best for lot. You know what happened mm-hmm. yesterday yeah. and staying current on stuff. The so quickest turnaround is the Hulu. quickest turnaround exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I think HBO Go does allow you to watch as it's happening on TV. Oh wow! I didn't so know you that. don't even have to wait for like Game of Thrones. You can just turn it on right away, and that's the kind of ex- expectation I have. Yeah, you're not you're not with HBO Go. If I'm correct, you're not watching a live stream of what they're playing. You it, they, you just they just put the episode up for streaming at the same time that it stops. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, so, yeah. And it's that kind of turnaround that I would expect from Sony if they have. I don't know what as far as like live television syndicated programming they have. I don't but really know if they do much. If they have it. their hands in yeah. something, I would like it to be there, and that fills in yet another gap that I don't have. But I think Powers is trying to fill that gap in terms of original programming. Yeah, too. The, the only thing I could think of that PlayStation would have live would be like E3 coverage. Yeah, like they would. And no stream one's going to pay conference. for a monthly streaming service no. just to watch E3 coverage. Yeah, no, <laughs> that, I think that's yeah. on YouTube even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm yeah. interested to see what they do with the service. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if they make some announcements coming up with all the trade shows coming around the corner. So, mm-hmm. It's a step in the right direction as far as I'm concerned. I yes. want to see more of this being able to cherry yeah. pick my I, services. And I enjoyed the services because when I'm on the road and all that, that is my television. I obviously don't have my cable with me. Yeah. There's a lot of a lot of different uh, hands you know, in in these cookie jars, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you now, know. No, I'm curious. So, you guys, um, John and Danny, that are cord cutters, do you guys have just HGTV antennas? No, no, I don't. I don't even watch basic cable. I, I have a really good reason. Okay, I have three kids. 
Uh-huh. And they have absolutely no idea what a commercial is, and I don't have to buy them any of that stuff. <laughs> oh, I'm not there yet. My son's not old enough to notice yet. I, I swear, I, I, I took my son somewhere, I forget, but it, there was a commercial for like something that would be right up his alley, and he's like, I want that. And I was like, we should have never came here. Like, he doesn't give me that kind of slack at home. Um, but that's one really of the wants that's amazing. He's obsessed with getting Geico insurance when he's old enough to drive. <laughs> So that's that's a byproduct of not having commercials. I mean, Hulu caters to an adult in the family, so they don't see any kid stuff. Um, and that's the only real commercials I have in the house. So that's a really cool thing. And I didn't think about that, but that's brilliant. I really don't have time to flip through channels and find the programming for my children when I can okay. just turn on Hulu and just turn on Netflix, start it from the beginning, and be done with it. So, I've never meant for, like, for you, for like live stuff. I mean, like anything so like that. I, um, there's not much on in a cable antenna or over-the-air antenna that I care about that I can't either find on Hulu or other means. So um, the sports is the biggest one, and I usually just rely on my smartphone to give me stats and if I go to a buddy's house or go to a bar. Like, I know you're a hockey fan. Does NHL have like a, like a, like a service you could sign up for to watch games live? Yeah, I could pay $150 a year and not watch what? any Blackhawks games at all because I'm in that They're all blacked out. location and it's a blackout. So my favorite oh. team, the Chicago Blackhawks, I would not be able to watch any of them. You couldn't just tell them you're in California so you can watch the Blackhawks? I think games? i got to have a billing uh-huh. card in that zone and that gotcha. kind of fun stuff. And we can all thank Comcast for that. Yeah. Ugh. Really? Because it's on Comcast Sportnet. I've never understood blackouts with sports, so... Comcast wants their huh. money and it's on their channel, so to watch your home team, watch it on their channel. Yeah, they want you to watch it on the local station or go yeah. to the local yep. game and make money off you Three one way or another. damn ridiculous. Awesome. So other than that, no. The answer is no. The, there's better options for NHL. I mean, NFL and uh, MLB, there's other options. But I'm not a big sports fan in, for those um, sports, so I don't know specifically. But for hockey, yeah, the NHL is 150 and I don't get my team. And it's not even an option for you anyway. Mm-hmm. So no. Awesome. Yeah, so it, it, it hurts, you know. But I... Uh, I don't know. It's it's nice. You get used to being you're not yeah. having cable though. Like yeah. oh, Megan had it when she and I first met and when we first started living together and the only thing that I think that I watched with her on a weekly basis was Face Off. Which I, you know, that's not the on The makeup Netflix. show on Sci-Fi? Yeah, dude, I love that shit. I'm sorry, I, on, I, on, on Siffy? On Siffy, that's right. <laughs> and that's on Hulu. My Is it? my wife oh, watches it. So yeah, great. you can watch that the day later. Damn it, now I got to get Hulu again. <laughs> Hulu Plus again. Um, but no, so, uh, you know, yeah, I, I, any extra services people bring to the table, man, I could see it working out well. You know, it's 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 getting competitive. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so the, uh, the, the streaming TV medium is getting very competitive. And speaking of competitive, why don't we talk about our feature? All right, so this week we're uh, we're talking about virtual reality headsets and um, basically the uh, talking about the different competitors on the field and um, and how they kind of differ from each other. But before we get into that, uh, Mr. Weskow was kind enough to bring along uh, the uh, the virtual reality headset of his choice. So uh, we got to try that out a little bit before. So briefly, Denny, uh, tell us a little bit about your headset and what it does and why you chose that one. All right, I um, I have the Samsung Gear VR which is powered by Oculus, the same guys that make the Oculus Rift, which are still in development, the DK1, DK2, and all that. So um, I chose that one because I have a Note 4 phone, telephone from Samsung, and it's the only phone, it's the only way it works is if you have that phone. So by default, it was a good purchase. 
Yeah, so so this one in particular is an accessory um, to the phone. Like Danny said, you have to have that phone or um, or the S6, which is not out yet. But um, and you already had the phone, right? Correct. It was yeah. uh, it was an incentive for me to buy this phone because I knew I wanted to try this technology. The phone itself was great, but I knew getting that phone, I was going to be buying the VR. Right. Um. So uh, you know, and um, so you know, like Danny said, this is based off the Oculus Rift technology, and Oculus basically were the uh, the starters of this uh, this VR craze that has happened. They were uh, they they originated on Kickstarter. Uh, it was a fairly successful Kickstarter, um, and um, I think like um, like Danny said, there um, you know they're they're still basically in development mode. Um, I think they're on the second or third revision of their development kit. Um, and um, you know, which which really anybody can go buy. Anybody can go online to the Oculus website and I think buy one for I think it's three hundred and fifty dollars. Um, and um, you know, and you can uh, try out any of the stuff that anybody's put up. Um, it's just it's not a finalized product yet. They've uh, they've gone through and they've changed like the screen resolution and uh, they've approved various things about it over time. But um, you know, the the VR is interesting. The, the you know the the Gear VR that Danny has is interesting because it um, it uh, it uses the phone as its brain and so. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't, you know, the headset by itself doesn't cost as much as all the other headsets because it doesn't have like all, all the, the electronics in it. It's, it's, um, you know, has like the lenses and then you're, you know, you're paying for the, the Oculus technology and the Oculus software and all that. Um, but, um, you know, the $199, I believe Correct. That, that the, you know, uh, is, uh, you know, the retail price for the, um, for the gear VR it's, um, you know, it's, it's less expensive than the other virtual rea- virtual reality headsets that you can get. Uh, we all got a chance to try it out a little bit before, um, before we started recording. Uh, John, what did you think about it? Um, having not played anything virtual reality based since I was, I was like 10, 12 years ago at Disney Quest. Disney Quest downtown in Chicago. Yeah, yep. yeah, which was not a particularly great experience, but still interesting at the time. And then, uh, you know, being a child of the 80s, you know, it, it was a huge, you know, VR boom back. Everyone was talking about in the 80s and 90s, VR, VR, VR. And it Lawnmower just, Man. Yeah, Lawnmower <laughs> Man. And it just couldn't happen then. The technology wasn't there. Having yeah. not played anything prior to this, it blew my brains out of the back of my skull with awesomeness. It was so fucking cool. <laughs> the thing I loved about John's reaction is that um, you know we we played a couple games, but the thing that got John most excited was a virtual movie theater. Oh my god, man! <laughs> like, look, I I I'm, I probably didn't explode with excitement with playing the games the way I did with the the movie theater because with the games. When you're first trying it out, it's it's a a video, it, it's a sensory overload for your eyes. You, you're just trying to take everything in, look at everything, and sort of tilt your head every way you can and experience it. So I was kind of focused on what I was doing, and, but with the, the movie theater experience, which you know for everybody listening, you there's a separate app that you can, or is it part of the actual app that that governs the? It's the part of Oculus as a whole so like it's part of the main um it's, it's like the dashboard on xbox oh okay so it's one right. of the things i go to and it's, it's oculus cinema mm-hmm. and oculus this oh okay then a quick question all the oculus stuff that we saw in the gear vr is that also available on the oculus rift um i don't own a rift but yes i believe it was originally okay. developed for the rift and then okay. it was ported in oh, okay. um with maybe with minor tweaks okay something like that yeah well the the movie theater experience you pick one of four settings and one of them is just a pitch black setting and then you're watching a movie and we watched trailers in this case because danny had them on the unit and um we were you could pick that one a home theater um a movie theater and then you could watch a movie on the moon <laughs> and the one on the moon 
freaks you out and blows your mind at the same time because when you actually start the movie or the trailer, the lights dim and the like when you get the preview, the green preview screen that pops up at the beginning of trailers, the light like lights the ground, <laughs> the, the moon and everything around you and it's just very surreal. The movie theater itself when you're actually looking directly at the screen and you're not looking at the textures and the resolution of everything, it looks like you're sitting in a damn movie theater. It's it's crazy. It blew my it took I went to a, a moment of childlike wonder while I was watching this trailer. This I, trailer I wish man. I had been recording for this because I just need you guys to kind of imagine something. So imagine that you're maybe like a twelve year old oh. uh, a twelve year old kid and l- l- let's just say this twelve year old kid's most ex- his favorite thing in the world is uh is Star Wars. Let's just yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. And then this was the reaction I would expect if you were to take this 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 kid and take him and like just put him on like on like the the you know on the bridge of on like the control center of the Death Star or like something like oh. that like just drop him right into the Star Wars universe like put him right in front of like you know Darth Vader and C three PO like and just to watch that kid lose his ever loving mind that was John. I lost my shit man and <laughs> and really and, and I was in that moment feeling I mean the the entire time playing the games as well but again I was focusing I felt a genuine sense of glee man like I felt impish. <laughs> You know, (laughs) it was awesome. Um, I had not played any of this stuff beforehand. Uh, I got to play three demos with the unit. We all did. Um, One of them was a horror game. One of them was, um, I don't know how to describe it, almost like a a, literally a 3D puzzle game. And uh, one of them was just like a simple ring toss demo. And all three of them were neat, even if some were a little bit less uh, deep than others. The horror experience, even not using ear, like headphones and just using the audio on the phone, still very intense in a way. Um, if they can get the technology in order, if they can simplify controls a little bit and find a proper application for this stuff, I think it's going to be unbelievable. I in in maybe twenty collective minutes of playing with this thing, my mind has been made up that it is the future of gaming. If they can lock this shit down. Nice. Now, um, go coming into this, I, mm-hmm. I was personally very excited to find out what your experience would be because you know we've talked before about your, um, you know your your sight deficiency mm-hmm. in the one eye. And so, what was your experience like? It was uh, surprisingly like I was waiting for like me to like get half the screen because I'm like, okay, there's two there's two vision holes. I only have one that operates. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm I'm gonna have like half the world that I've always had, and it didn't really phase me at all. Like it was all on the one side, which I'm guessing. I, I didn't check the other side. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> guessing both were working, <laughs> um, but it didn't. It didn't phase me at all. Like okay. I, I move around like everybody else did, and it was just like I'm looking at everybody now. I'm like, oh, all so right. So you feel as though you got the, a pretty good sensation. Yeah, and it was, there was actually now. depth, and it was like I. I mean, obviously, I don't know what 3D looks like, but it was 3D for me. So nothing changed my perception. That's whatsoever. awesome. Like I didn't tell that there was a difference. So not being able to see 3D, mm-hmm. like if you're at a movie theater yeah. or your 3DS, mm-hmm. is this the closest you think you've ever come to seeing 3D then? Just like a regular video game. Yeah, yeah. No, the closest I've seen to 3D is when I turn the 3D on my 3DS and it's blurry as fuck and I'm about puke. Oh, well then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the jackass who decided to make the first 15 minutes of the second part of Harry Potter's last movie to show off his 3D skills, mm. I'd like to meet him. Because we have <laughs> words. <laughs> but no, it wasn't blurry and all that stuff. Because with 3D with me, it's just blurry. 
Like you've seen a 3D mm-hmm. television display at like Best Buy without the glasses. Yeah. That's how I see it all the time. Glasses yeah, yeah, or not. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And I was expecting that. I'm like, oh, this isn't going to work. I'm going to vomit everywhere and be like, oh, Dad, I'm sorry. I'll buy a new one, Danny. That one's got corn in it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it didn't. It was just like I was playing a regular video game. It was just a strap to my head. And that was the weird part. We were playing that horror game. The name escaped. Dread Halls. Dread Halls. Yes. And I... It was like playing Doom, and you, except I moved my head, and I was like, oh. Like, I was walking through a room, and there was, like, holes. Don't go in me holes. Right? I'm walking, <laughs> and I'm looking to check where I'm at, which is also turning me towards the hole. That took a little bit to get used to. I'm like, no, 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 my head drives this, too. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're used to, like, looking way down, like, on your FPS and just skimming the side. Yeah, you can't do that, because you'll go that way. Yeah. The thing that impressed me most about it, out of... um out of uh, my, my time with it was just how, especially for running, I mean, not, not to diminish the phone because, the, you know, the Note 4 is a powerful phone. But I mean, but even, you know, that being said, considering the power it has to work with, how accurate and just seamless and smooth the head tracking is. Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. like when you're, when you're looking around and like, you know, we, it, it seems to be that the best way to play this game is to sit in the swiveling like office chair like in the middle of a room so you can swing all the way around. <laughs> That's pretty much how Preferably we Preferably with nothing anywhere near your <laughs> arms and legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, um, you know, it's, you know, I... I you know, I had it on. I was playing the um, like the, the 3D puzzle game. What was that game called? Uh, Darknet. Darknet. Um... I was playing that for I you know I play, probably played it for like maybe like ten or fifteen minutes or so, and um, I made a point of taking note when I first started it. You know, I, I took a note of the way where, my orientation in the room, and then when I put the glasses on, where my orientation in the game, and then so a spinning both directions, essentially looking over my shoulders and I'm physically spinning around in space. When I took it off. It was in the exact same spot. Like yeah. it, it yep. kept my orientation exactly the same after all that time. I was, I was, I assumed that there was just going to be some float one way or the other because when I've um, when I've done other motion tracking stuff like that before, it's always like lost it like a little bit. But um, no, this was like spot on. Like I was really impressed by it. I expected there to be a slight delay because yeah. in the one instance that I could recall, at least where I tried some sort of older virtual reality unit, when you turn your head, there's like a half second or even a full second delay where the screen catches up with you. There was like next to none of that, yep. man. I, I felt a little bit of that in, in uh dread halls. Yeah. But, but the other two, like nothing, man, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty seamless. It, it, mm-hmm. it's, it seems like the three things that needed to happen in technology for this to become a possibility is being able to have high resolution screens that small because when a screen is just a couple inches from your face if it's not like super high resolution you're going to see the pixels and it's going to take away from yeah. the experience so that's the one thing the resolution was pretty good it was too, really good actually. well yeah the, the resolution on the note 4 is is impressive to begin with yeah it's technically 1440p right so it's higher than 1080 right um it's not quite there and you got to consider like you're looking at it with two eyes not just one so and you're zooming way in so it's not it's not 1440p for each eye kind of thing so it's mm-hmm. a little bit less and you're also like zoomed magnified way into that screen so you can technically if you look closely still see pixels but it's the best we have today right it's, it's better definitely. than any of the other ones out there today yep. and it's a great it's still a great experience yep. and then um and then the other things that needed to happen was the um the lag of the head tracking which they definitely solved as far as yeah. i'm concerned yeah and then the third thing is just the um just the uh the refresh rate on the screen 
is um, because again, when it's that close to your face, if it's you know, if, if you're if it's like sixty hertz or something that's like lower like that, as far as like for for people who think who think I'm speaking Greek all of a sudden, this is um, this is basically how many times a second the screen redraws itself. And um, so you know you for, you hear this a lot when you talk about um, people playing like PC games like they're talking about their their you know the, the the screen rate you know the refresh rate of the screens like you know like how many frames per second um, so it's uh, you know again when you're talking about a screen that's, that's that close to your face if that number is not very high you're gonna see it clipping when you're swinging your head back and forth you're gonna see that that frame rate lag is gonna be a lot more noticeable and again I think that's very well handled on the Gear VR from what I saw yeah it was really clean man yeah. I, yeah. I was impressed. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's one of the options that we've all had to get, you know gotten to have a chance with. Uh, like we said, it uh, originated from the original Oculus Rift Tech. Um, you might have uh, you know most. I'd say Oculus is probably most recently in the news for having being bought by Facebook um, for the for the for the you know price of two billion dollars. So which is, that's um, it. Yeah. Pocket change, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, it's, there, there's been a lot of questions as far as, like, what is Facebook going to do with a virtual reality company? Like, that just seems like a weird pairing. Um, Goat, you don't think so? No, Facebook Home's right on the right on the cuff. <laughs> You're not far off. Facebook's already <laughs> said that they're already working on a virtual reality version of Facebook mm-hmm. to run on the Oculus, and it's probably going to be something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they've, um, I, I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was Zuckerberg. It was somebody, mm-hmm. one of their other engineers, but they were talking about how, you know, just the entire point of social media is, you know, social networking is like sharing sharing moments, sharing memories, sharing pictures and videos mm-hmm. and things like that. And so they're, they're just basically trying to come up with like a whole different way to just be able to present that stuff, like watching videos and looking at pictures in more of a virtual reality environment. Sure. And while, you know, like, I'm sure they're going to do that. When I first heard that Facebook bought Oculus way before I even bought this, I was a little bit concerned. I was like, "Ah, I don't want Facebook meddling with this. At this point, what I'm hoping for is deep pockets, letting Oculus do what they want to do. And if that means Facebook gets Mm -hmm. an app that people strap to their face, I guess then so be it. But I want to see more, you know, you got to throw money at this to get it. To, in more hands you you want more facebook big brother not more facebook on hands yeah or hands on not hands. yeah hands. exactly <laughs> be like hey hey uh uncle F- or, or brother facebook we need a, a million and a half to get this done here you go little oculus <laughs> my only concern with with facebook taking it and and finding applications for its use for facebook is is that we have seen what the people of facebook do with facebook Porn. and whatever well-intended very sweet no i'm talking about facebook uh-huh. whatever sweet well-intended uh, application they may come up for it with it on facebook I'm just concerned about how people will actually use it because I don't think that they will use it well or how it is intended to be used. To to add to John's theory, Snapchat. That's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's that. I hope, though, that when you block people, you actually punch them out. <laughs> <laughs> just punch a 3D rendering of their face. <laughs> Bam! They get the little X's in their eyes from like the old like S-Nest days or Nest days, and you're just like, blocked, bitch, and keep walking. Well, there that's, you go. Uh, that's interesting, but okay. Um... <laughs> Another recent entry into the virtual reality arena is the HTC Vive. Uh, this was announced recently and is most interestingly uh, a collaboration with uh, with Valve and their Steam VR technology. Um, the uh, the interesting thing about this, so okay, so one one thing I didn't mention, which is kind of a big deal when it comes to this kind of thing, is that um, you know we talked about how the um, you know the uh, the Gear VR is it works off of your phone, and so that's it. I mean, like they're, they're, you're not corded, you're not tethered to anything at all. The HTC Vive and the Oculus Rift are both run off of a computer, and so there's a cable that attaches you to the computer that that you're playing this off of. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, 
But that being said, with the Vive, um, I read some accounts of some tech demos where they were showing this thing off. Um, and uh, they, they apparently it has a camera on the unit itself that points out and it basically maps the room around you. And there were, there were some people talking about how they were wearing the headset on a long cable, but on a cable walking around a space that they had prepared you know, for this demo. And they never ran into a wall because the camera knew when they were coming up close to a wall and basically you know I, I don't know exactly how but it basically gave them a reason to turn around and walk in a different direction like maybe that wall was represented in the virtual reality world or just whatever mm. but um you know it uh that's kind of cool yeah so i mean like th- th- you know, this is another interesting pairing i mean like you know between you know I, I don't think it's quite as weird as oculus and facebook but mm-hmm. uh you know htc you know they, they're i i would say that htc if they're known for anything it's for making really solid hardware um you know the um you know, they made, uh, you know, w- with some of the various Android phones that they've come out with. Um, and even like, you know, they were one of the original makers. Yeah. Five <laughs> Goat, years and running. Goat still rocking. What is that thing called? That's a called? resound. HTC resound. And yeah, that's that thing is like a been like a brick for this guy. I mean, like this is this is a road warrior of road warriors over here. Yeah. That thing has survived all of it. So. I can tell you this. This phone has been probably on 5000 miles. Plus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, you know, pretty much all of their Android handsets, you know, they've had some software hiccups, but um, hardware wise, I mean, they're pretty solid. Um, and so for them to pair up with, um, you know, be the official partner, apparently, of uh, Steam VR and uh, with Valve for, uh, you know, for this kind of tech, it's uh, definitely interesting to see where that's going to go. Um, no price or anything um, announced yet. If you want more information, you can sign up at htcvr.com. A very cool website also. Um, yeah. the, the weird thing though is, and, and that this tech looks really good. The only thing that's really weird with this is, um, with Valve being involved, I was shocked that the word Steam was not in the name somewhere. Like this, like the like the, Steam Head that goes yeah. with Steam Box yeah. that goes in the Steam, 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 Steam. <laughs> yeah, um, it's also worth mentioning that the that the uh, that the HTC Vive is apparently going to be available this holiday season, twenty fifteen. So really? it is that close to existing. So, um, and that worries me because. I <laughs> I, Rushing. I, I I wonder what their platform is. Is are we talking Steam games? Are we start? Are we going back to Android? I mean, what is the platform? Well, apparently Steam VR is a platform. Apparently that's um that's there's a section on Steam. Uh, this is this is what I've gathered from reading articles is that there's a section on Steam called Steam VR where they have virtual reality games, which today you mostly just use with the Oculus. But um, okay. Um, but yeah, so apparently there's there's like this 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 section of Steam that's already ready for it. But I mean, it basically because it runs off of a PC, it uh, you know basically just will run any virtual. It, it probably will work in the same manner of the Oculus as just being like a display for your computer. You just need like the right drivers for it and everything. Right. But um, being that it's hooked into the you know it's being it's officially a partner of the Steam VR platform, there will probably be specific features and uh, functionality with Steam VR games to work with this headset. That, okay. That's that's my takeaway, anyways. And what I the only thing I guess I really worry about is, uh, I you've seen this on Android. I mean, you you were an early adopter of Android. Mm-hmm. It took a while for the the store to ramp up and get developers True. on board. So, how much development is the HTC one going to need versus the Oculus one versus whatever else Microsoft or whoever? I worry about that because if there's too much and no one's developing, no one's going to buy. Just, just calm down, Danny. There's four. <laughs> there's four VR games, and they're the four you can get on Linux. <laughs> they're they're right there with you guys. The um yeah the upside uh, the upshot to that is that um you know they're still PC games, so the developers don't really need to learn too much new, especially mm. if they're already doing anything in VR. It's so uh, they probably just need to you know just incorporate whatever special features there are for the um 
you know, for the HTC headset. Now, I'm going to pick your tech brain a little bit here, Charlie. All right. So, all right, we'll just say Bioshock Infinite because, hey, it's free. This oh, God. I can't even <laughs> And we can't plug it. it. The beauty How, of it. Yeah, but I'm saying like, anything first person, that can't be that difficult to, like, plug into this thing, right? And just make I it, wouldn't think. Make yeah. it, like, go, like... As far as just the head, as far as the head tracking, just corresponding to your to your on screen head yeah, movements, they, I can't imagine that would be too difficult. Okay, um, yeah, it's just I think it's more of a matter of trying to make the game playable without being able to see your hands. I feel like that would probably play into it. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, um, there is a there is a, a um, an accessory coming with um, um, a context aware controller so that you can shoot, move, and interact with elements in the virtual world. So um, it's it's not like it's going to be able to be like what what none of these seem to do yet is if if you if you take your human hand and put it up in front of your in front of the whatever VR headset that you're mm-hmm. wearing, there's no on-screen representation of, of your human hand in the Which virtual Which was world. a little odd and somewhat disorienting in the games when yeah. you look down and you have no hands and feet. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was sitting on the moon and um, <laughs> and I looked down and I had nothing. It was just my chair. Like, I wasn't there. I'm like, oh God, I'm Lieutenant Dan on the moon. <laughs> and I, I've demoed the VR to, I don't know how many people, let's just say 100 and like, the amount of people that reach for the popcorn mm-hmm. on the moon <laughs> it's almost everyone yeah. and they look down they go oh, oh I popcorn tried. and their hand moves I don't, towards I it I don't remember if I reached for it but I definitely commented on it I think yeah. I said something yeah. like oh it's not real and no, I want popcorn or something <laughs> yeah I, I did so that and I, I also turned around on the moon to realize that the movie was actually reflecting off the rocks behind me that's crazy man yeah yeah, but these uh, these controllers that HTC have coming out, um, they basically kind of look like elongated uh, Wiimotes a little bit, um, like just kind of like sticks with buttons mm-hmm. on them. But um, but they'll be able to um, uh, hook into uh, you know the 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 with all the sensors, maybe even the onboard camera on the mm-hmm. headset, they'll be able to know where the controller is in relation to you. So like if you're holding a sword, like you know if you have the controller mm-hmm. in your hand, you sh- it'll probably be able to represent an on screen. Yeah. version of your arm and with the sword or gun. And or I'd like to say, PlayStation, this is your turn. Bring back the move and sell it to these people. So that would be <laughs> perfect for this application. Well, speaking of PlayStation, <laughs> the uh, the next uh, the next entry in our lineup here is the Sony Project Morpheus. Um, you know, oh, this, right, yes, this, the PM5. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is, this is uh, you know, one that we probably know the least about uh, about as far, as far as everything in this lineup just because, um, you know, they, they basically mentioned it and showed it off a little bit at E3 last year, but... Well, Go. no, this is the one we know the least about, and they've all that's all they said is like every two minutes is Project Morpheus. Oh, we have oh, a new yeah. game out, Project Morpheus. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but they, they mentioned <laughs> it. That's it. That's all they've like said. They're just like, it's a thing. nothing about it. Yeah. Though. Yeah, the, um, you know, they had initial uh, release um, that apparently had some latency issues, which they've supposedly corrected with a, with a second version of their, uh, of their, the kit that they're showing off. Um, head tracking technology has been improved, and um, there are nine. So, so what this this the way that this works, and I believe the Oculus might be the same. The newest version is that there's a camera that you put on the desk in front of you, um, with the with the with the Morpheus. I believe it is just the PlayStation Eye camera that that works works with the PlayStation Four, and um, just like with the Move controllers. There are colored LEDs um, on the corners of the headset, mm-hmm. and so that's you know it has its internal head tracking technology, but that's how the computer, in the case of the Oculus, or the um, or the PlayStation Four, in the case of the Morpheus, knows where you are in relation to uh, you know the room. You know, so it's like a backup plan. They know what you're doing, and then they, they can see where you're at. It's just doing yeah, that. it's it's additional because to refine it. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, because it's like if you maybe if you like raise and lower your head, or mm-hmm. if you move right to left, you know it it has it has the orient 
orientation. So, you know, your 360 degree view. Mm -hmm. But if you were to just simply like slouch down or raise your head up, I don't think it recognizes that. It's only if you look up versus raising your head. You know what I mean? For for a bad example, it's basically the uh, you turned on your Wi-Fi for Google Maps to find you just a little better. (laughs) Sure. Um, And uh, yeah, with the Morpheus uh, again, it's um, not too much we can say about it yet, except for that it's going to be working with the PlayStation Four, um, and uh, I'm presuming we're going to find out a lot more about it on this uh, upcoming E3. Um, but uh, we'll have to wait and see about that. Yes, yes, the PM Five E Three. Yes, yeah, that. <laughs> and uh, finally, the most interesting and most different um, entry in the lineup um, is the Microsoft Hololens. Uh, now we talked about this one a couple a couple episodes ago, and um, this one is unique in that it's less virtual reality and more augmented reality. Um, the hook on this one is that it's scanning the room around you. That um, and uh, so, so so some some of the examples that they showed in their tech demo is that so where you're wearing the headset, it's the the lens is clear, so you can still look through it, and um, you know it's like you're look, it's like you're looking through sunglasses, but then. The, so like a Google Glass idea? Uh, no, because the glass is just a little display that that hover that that's in the corner okay. of your you know it's it's in the in the edge of your field mm-hmm. of vision, so you can look up to look at it. Oh, okay, but it but but that's pretty much it. This the the glass covers you know your entire you know just like sunglasses mm-hmm. like, like like ski goggles. Okay, um, but um, it uh, uses room scanning technology and it says like there's a wall over there, and then it can virtually put up a screen like a television screen with like the news running on it like on the wall. And um, if you're looking at like a tabletop, it can virtually put like uh, like uh, like a board game onto the tabletop in front of you. So it's a better version of what the 3DS does with the AR cards. Yeah, and, yeah it's okay. exactly and like, like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a helicopter shooter guy. Yep, ex- okay. exactly. Um, now the uh, you know the most questionable part about this is that this unit is entirely self-contained. It is a self-contained unit with a battery running a f- running Windows 10 <laughs> in, in this headset. So it'll now it's probably a very stripped-down version of Windows 10. It might even be it might actually in in practice be closer to the windows 10 you're going to find on a phone than you will on a laptop it's it's you know it's uh you know it's not it's not a, it's not it's not a real product yet you know so we don't really know uh, nobody's dissected it to really know what's going on in there but um it's uh you're not tethered is is the point here even still though i i had an opportunity last year mm-hmm. um i'd say late last year fall to try google glass myself mm-hmm. and I spoke with a developer for somebody who actually, you know, creates th- stuff for Google Glass or was in the process of creating Google Glass. And he was kind enough to let me try it when he was on his way to a seminar to discuss it with other developers. And uh, he let me try it out for about 15 minutes. And I asked him, I said, what would you say is the biggest drawback of this unit other than, you know, the, the hot debate of whether or not people would be trying to drive with the goddamn thing on? And he said <clears throat> that... It, it's easily that the battery life on it is atrocious and he i mean you could feel it one side of it when you put it on mm-hmm. is there's like a a small brick on one side that hangs off your head and you feel the difference in weight on the other side of your head this i can tell you having used google glass is barely an operating system barely right. running anything whatsoever and it was impressive what i saw um but it just based on that and how big of a battery, and he said that the battery life on it was maybe two and a half hours, you know. If you're actively using if it. If you're yes. actively using it, yes. you know. Um, for something like that that barely had any sort of an operating system on it, even if if um, HoloLens is running a stripped-down version or a mobile version of Windows 10, I can't imagine what kind of battery life this thing would have if if it's able to do all of the things as accurately as it it says it will right. in in the release video for it 
I want it to be that good. Yes. I'm a little bit skeptical, though, right. of how the hell they're going to get battery life like that to, to run. That's the thing. I don't imagine it's going to be the kind of thing you're going to wear all day. I don't I mean, question yeah. the applications or that it will do anything different than what it says it will. I question the, the battery life yeah. on it. Did you guys actually watch the promo video for the mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So what struck me about that one, um, as opposed to the other four that were mentioned before it, was this one, because of how... And I'm, I'm like all on board with this thing. It's really yeah, cool. Yeah. I want it um, to be good. I don't see it as much as the entertainment value that you get from the first four. This looks like a u- utility. Yeah. Um, the the thing they showed where the I think it was a girl underneath a sink looking at a pipe and like her oh, dad yeah. was on a computer being like, oh no, that's the one you need to, to you know turn this or whatever. And so in her field of vision, what he was pointing out was being highlighted and pointed out. Yeah, he like circled yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah. pipe she needed to yeah. twist or whatever. That kind of thing, uh, hospitals and doctors, all those other applications where this is now a tool that we can use blows my mind and i really hope that they do they follow that path Mm -hmm. more than making this an xbox accessory sure yeah because it has that potential to be the ar uh that would help in a lot of cool really really cool ways yeah i I agree with you Mm -hmm. totally agree and in in that same video there's some other there's uh somebody somebody working in like a design department they're like working on like a motorcycle yeah and um you know she was she visually walked over to a physical motorcycle and you know the 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 cowling that she was working on like the piece for it like she was like virtually like made it like a little bit taller and like a little bit wider and then she went back to her computer and like worked on it over there and like you know what she was working on was able to be like well not physically but i mean virtually represented in the real world on on a physical object in front of her. I mean, it's just... Well, it's kind of like, you know, when you go to crop a photo on your phone and you get the little corners on the edge where you drag it with your finger to sort of set the cropping? Yeah. How she was resizing it was by virtually pinching something like that and pulling it up and then pulling the sides apart. Or um, like, you know, when you see, when you're rotating photos, you have that little that little uh, arrow that that points half circle mm-hmm. she would you know she could grab that and rotate that and it would rotate items or you know what i mean i mean it's pretty it's a pretty brilliant way to take a concept people are familiar with and find a yeah. way to make it a 3d application it's pretty amazing i hope it works yeah so uh, uh you know like the morpheus there's uh, not a lot of information on the uh, on the hololens um other than basically like a concept video this is amazing huh i can buy one charlie can buy one He's like, my car's on fire, but just walk out there, we'll fix it. But my computer's on fire, just walk out there and fix it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm all for that. Um, Of course, with no price availability availability to be determined, Mm -hmm. but we're probably not going to see this um, until 2016 at the absolute earliest. Or when they do the 20th anniversary of um, uh, Mission Impossible. So it's like the same computer. Uh, (laughs) Sure. Um, now, in the process of researching this, I came across a, a handful of other virtual virtual reality headsets that I had no idea were even a thing. Um, apparently, there's one that's made by Carl Zeiss, um, who, um, if you've seen that name anywhere, it's most likely been on the lens of a Sony camera, um, that has a headset that um, works a lot in the same way as the Samsung Gear VR, in which case it works off of your phone. Um, it has like trays for different phones that you can use... Uh, they have trays available for sale right now that you can get um, for the iPhone 6 and for the, for the Galaxy S5. Um, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because uh, the, the headset on this one is only 99 bucks. Um, but what I don't know is, especially because it's on um, both iOS and Android, um, Danny and I were talking about this, we have no idea what platform it runs on. Like, what can you actually use on this thing? Because it's it's not licensed by Oculus. I mean, like, so it doesn't have any of their stuff. And so we, we don't know what you can actually do with this. Is this still in development or is it something that no, people it, can acquire? No, it appears that you can buy this right now. That is strange. Yeah. So yeah, um, I never heard of it. 
on top of you know it being ninety nine bucks. I I have a feeling it might be a glorified uh, photo viewer, three hundred and sixty degree photos, yeah. something simple. Yeah. More in the cardboard world, something like that. Even yeah. less, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's another one called the. I'm not quite sure how to pronounce this. The Avagant Glyph, A V E G A N T Glyph, and this one's um, interesting because this is mainly a pair of headphones where the band that goes over your head, you then flip down in front of your eyes. So Cyclops, pretty much. Yes, <laughs> that's that's what I would do with it. I'm embarrassed to admit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So so this one apparently is far sleeker and smaller than the other offerings. Um, the display technology that it uses is instead of using a conventional smartphone-like screens to present its imagery, it uses an array of micro mirrors to reflect an image directly onto your retina. Which That's I'm sorry, just cancer. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. So it's um, now the thing to point out here is that it's limited to a 45-degree field of view. Ouch. Now, most of the other ones that we've had have been around 100 to 120 degree field of view. So, I mean, like you, you really are only looking straight ahead in this thing. There's, mm. You're not getting that full immersion effect of, of your peripheral vision. Yeah, it's not um, like, even like that. It's more like, you know, when you look through uh, binoculars and you just have that, like, cert- you can see right. all the black around what you're yep. looking at. Yeah. It's more like that. Yeah. That's pretty Yeesh. bad. And this bad boy will be $499 when it becomes available in autumn of this year. Sweet. So there's that. Um, like I have an app where you're uh, where you're doing uh, virtual reality. You're the Budweiser horse with the blinders on. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring the beer to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, uh, so Razer, who um, uh, is most notable for um, making um, like gaming PCs and uh, and other accessories like that, um, they have one called the um, it's it's Capital O S V R uh, Osver. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to just say O S V R or uh, if it's, it's probably. OSVR. Yeah, Virtual sure. reality would be the uh, VR. Thanks, Captain. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, I don't know how to... Anyways. OSVR. I hope it stands for, oh shit, VR. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> oh shit, virtual reality. <laughs> so, yeah. the, so, so the Razor, oh shit, virtual reality. <laughs> <laughs> she just rolls out the tongue. Um, apparently, this is going to be less of a competitor for these other projects, but more as a tool for developers to make to make it easier for them to make applications for virtuality hardware. So it sounds like it's more of a development platform to make stuff for other people, which is an interesting play. But um, the uh, but uh, the interesting thing about it is that it's going to be completely open source, which is always a nice thing to see in development platforms. And so there's that. Um, probably won't see this again until 2016, and this will be uh, reportedly $199 for, for this guy. Um, uh, Arcos, which also makes a variety of um, Android tablets and uh, smartphones that have never really caught on, um, also has a unit out there called the Arcos VR headset, very cleverly named, um, that uh, runs, uh, apparently it runs off of Google's uh, cardboard uh, system, which I'll get to in a second. That's what I'm going to end with. Um, now, this is basically just the just the plastic again. Um, it basically looks like, you know, uh, you, know uh, you know, most of the other uh, virtuality headsets we've looked at just without any guts, you know, like the the front of it is completely open. Kind of like when you when you have like a like a uh, digital SLR camera and you take the lens off and you're looking inside of it. Same kind of thing. Um, it looks like a welding mask without the, the shield on yeah, it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Um, so it's, uh, it'll work with any smartphone with a screen size six inches or less. And, uh, the company claims it'll work with iOS, Android, and Windows phone. Although you'd be hard pressed finding any developers knocking out VR apps and demos for Microsoft's mobile platform or any apps for that matter. Um, yeah. now the, the, the reason why this is notable is that it's going to be twenty nine ninety nine. What? Nice. So, I mean, it's in, it's in like Google cardboard pricing. Um, 
because uh, apparently you put your own phone into it and that whole thing. Uh, so, um, but yeah, again, what are what can you run on it? That you know, it it seems like you know with Oculus being the biggest player in this space, which I think is the best possible thing that that Samsung could have done for their headset. I mean, like if they didn't have that, I don't know what they'd be doing right now. They so, wouldn't be in the market. Yeah, yeah. Oculus yeah. is the heart of it yeah, all. Yeah. 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 So um, with it not having that, um, it'll it's anybody's guess as to what it's actually going to do. It looks like it looks like it has an interesting like clamping mechanism down on, on here. Like like it looks like there's like some uh, to hold the phone in there. So it, it, I mean, just looking at the picture of the thing, it looks like it's a pretty well designed piece of piece of kit. But again, without having any idea what kind of software you can run on it, I mean, like it's it's like whatever. Did you say it works for Windows and iOS? That um, it's in the text. The the French the, the 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 company claims it will work with iOS, Android, and Windows phones. So I mean, all that's meaning is that you can you can put a Windows phone in the, the unit. That's not saying that there's going to be any apps that you can then do with it. That's exactly yeah. what I was getting at because yeah. I don't think cardboard runs on anything besides Android. It does not. No, and no. I don't think any of those other ones are in the space to make an app that does that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the, yeah, yeah. So you could put your phone in there. We're not saying it's going to do make anything. You, yeah, it's going to make <laughs> your eyes go cross. Yeah. And you're going to have a headache, and you're going to really wish you got your thirty bucks back. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then so finally um, is uh, Google Cardboard. Now, Google Cardboard, you might be asking, why is it called Cardboard? Well, it's because it's literally made out of cardboard. Um, <laughs> it, uh, they, they gave these away at um, Google's I.O. Um, development conference last year. And um, it, they, the, the way it's packaged is it's, it's actually really clever. It's, um, it basically comes as like an envelope that you like, you know, you rip it open. Just if, you, if, if you've ever gotten like a, like a priority envelope in the mail, and you've got like the rip tab that you rip it open with. It's exactly like that. And then it completely unfolds and it's all perforate and has like instructions like tab A and a slot A kind of you know stuff. And then um, so basically all it is, it's, it's, it's exactly like, you know, the 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 Arcos VR headset I was just describing, which is just a holder for a phone. But um, uh Google has um, an app that you can download called Cardboard that that uh, that uh, you know is meant to work with this headset and with the lenses and everything. And it um, in in practice it works a lot like all the other headsets we've talked about. I actually have a um, a knockoff version of Cardboard. It works exactly the same. Um, and if, if you if you were curious in this, if you had an Android phone, you could go to DodoCase.com. They also have a knockoff version that you can order for twenty five bucks. Um, the actual Google the actual Google branded ones are a collector's item at this point, so don't bother trying to get one of those because they're on eBay for stupid amounts of money because of people collecting Google stuff. The knockoffs are uh, much more affordable, but uh, and and work exactly the same because again, it's a folded piece of cardboard here. But um, um, they have some applications for that where um, like a like a Google Earth, you know, and Google Street View where they've got, you know, they've got the whole, um, you know, the Street View cars that go around and capture everything. So you can stand it, you know, you can basically like go, and, you know, onto a street level view and look around. They've got that application so you can stand on a Street View location and kind of look around. Um, you can do the kind of the similar theater thing that, um, you know, that the Oculus stuff does where you can um, watch YouTube videos on there. And um, they've got like a menu for that. They've got a couple like little games and tech demos. Um, I think it was more, you know, you Google's, Google seems to be really good about putting stuff out there to just kind of show other people how to do it. Like, um, like all the Nexus phones, like the entire point of the Nexus programs is to say, this is how you, this is how to do it right. This is, well, this is how we think is the right way to make a phone, like as of today with today's technology and everything. And then, you know, people can kind of use that as, um, as a, you know, as a jumping off point to do their own thing with their other phones. Yeah, and I remember when they announced cardboard. One of the it was it was kind of tongue in cheek that they called it cardboard because right. it was just a piece of cardboard that when you folded it up and put your phone in it, really opened up an entire world of VR that you already had in your pocket with the phone already in your pocket. So right. it was it's very much lighthearted that it's called cardboard. It, and they're trying to 
get developers to build for it and show how, you know, it's only as good as the content that you create for mm-hmm. it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You, with all these with all these people entering into the market, though, everybody seems to be kind of in a different position. You know, Sony's got what they've got going for them is, is they've got a, a headset that presumably will be used primarily for gaming applications. You know, HoloLens could be used for God knows what. There's so many p- potential applications for that. And then Oculus is the front runner for all of this technology, but Facebook doesn't seem interested in gaming outside of their, you know, Facebook gaming platform. So what the fuck are they going to do with it? You know I, what I, I mean? think it was much more of a, just a, a straight financial investment. Like, we we see this thing. We think it's going to make money, so we're going to spend some money and make more of it later. I, th- I think that may have been all it was. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like... If if I'm using history to kind of project where I think this is going to go, having played a little bit of it myself with some of the Oculus technology, it's mind blowing, and it's there's so much potential there. But Danny is saying that he's worried that that people won't buy it. You know what I mean? And you say you're a big supporter of you know support VR, support it now early Correct. now, so people so it'll ramp up and become a more common technology. I agree, but typically with technology, if you look back on history, what happens is is somebody finally does it sort of right, quote, right, and that's the unit that everybody buys or the thing that everybody buys. Think about how many phones were in the race to become the top of the smartphone heap, and now look at there's just a handful of names that everybody knows universally. Mm-hmm. There's a million other little phones that each of these companies produces every year, but most people just skip over those and buy the brands that are known or trusted. So I kind of feel like somebody in this catalog um, more obvious, some more obvious than others in this catalog of, of units we're talking about here is going to be the one to do it the right way and become the quote household brand for VR and crack it open, you know. But I mean, who's it going to be? That's kind of the question. Who's going to who's going to find the right applications for it? And who's to say whether it's going to be used just for games? You know, I mean, look what look what happened with the Connect, the original Connect. People went crazy about the idea of it being what it was supposed to be. And then the best applications for it were people who took it, cracked it open, and used it to do other things. Yeah. And then it sat on everybody's shelf as an Xbox product, and nobody used it. Same thing with the current Kinect. It's, I like it. I use mine. But people aren't using it the way that Microsoft sold people on it. You know, so I'll agree with that. Maybe people, maybe maybe these will be used for games. Maybe they won't. But I hope that people make some really good games with these things. Yeah, I think... Um as long as the price is right, I think that the Morpheus is going to do well. I think the price is going to be the biggest factor there. I mean, like we don't know how much this thing is going to cost, and um, you know, if if that can catch on, because it, I I think it always takes one big company to really get in there and uh, to get people to believe in a product. Um, you know, uh, the Oculus I think is is going is will probably stay pretty niche unless they um you know they end up partnering with another big company but by themselves I don't think they've got the uh, you know the marketing muscle to really break into the mm. market that way. You know, with um. Same thing with HTC and and uh, and Valve. I mean, like you know, these are, you know, these are you know, you've got a good technology company and like a great uh, gaming company. But again, as far as the uh, the average everyday consumer, I don't think they've got like the the mind share really there. Yeah. But I mean, like PlayStation. I mean, I think is I think has the right now the best shot to be the one that that really kicks the wall down to people like yeah. really understanding and realizing that virtual like this is actually possible now. And this is which this, is the one we've seen and heard the least about. Right. Though. And PlayStation's also in that great that great position that the first project morpheus game third party minecraft sold yeah Ooh, i didn't think about that yep. yeah if 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 you can get the vr 
onto something like that where it's just a no-brainer. I mean, you'll sell PlayStation 4s based on that game with the VR. Well, but look at this, too. Think about, like we said, presumably, if it's not that hard to take a game and... and, uh, Specifically, like, first-person games. If it's not that hard to put the head tracking into a game that exists already, because you've already seen it with, like, Outlast and PT, you know, there are Mm -hmm. Oculus demos for those... You could, I mean, really, the development cost could be kept relatively low if you're taking games that exist and dropping them on there. You're already widening a, a selection of titles that I'm not big on selling me something I already own, but if you do it for something like this, I'll buy whatever the fuck you want, yeah. man. I'll play any of those games. One thing I do want to make mention of is just dropping a game into a virtual reality environment is not necessarily going to make it a better experience. No, no, no. And that's one thing that I, I really worry about is because we have we've invested all these uh, years and years and years, handheld controller, mouse and keyboard, whatever mm-hmm. the interface to interact with the game being. Now we have the spatial recognition of a virtual reality. We may want to reconsider what we do to control the game and how what kind of games we build for them because. Doom 3, like I said, you can play that on a Oculus Rift. Mm-hmm. That might be nauseating. <laughs> it be, might yeah. be mm-hmm. it might be uncomfortable. It might not really be the game that um ID or whoever made that um wanted you to play. And it, it yeah. may be a negative experience and it's the best they can make it. And it's sure, not sure. As good I'm, of an I'm speaking presum- uh, presumably about you know, I wouldn't want them to put a product out for a game, especially for something I already exist. And we'll say Bioshock Infinite, for the sake of argument, since it was brought up earlier, I love that game. I wouldn't want them to put it out unless it was acceptably playable and comfortable and, and right. wouldn't mar the experience. So I'm speaking purely from the the standpoint of it's finished and they found a way to do it, cool. know, for the sake yeah. of argument. And I, I do like the fact that you brought up like the puke factor, because I played Dead Halls, and there was a point when I got done, I was like, oh, yeah, I could see not playing this for an excessive amount of time because you're just going to be cleaning up your floor after a while. Maybe that'll be what what makes the difference, though. Maybe the VR headsets are not enough on their own. Maybe it's going to take somebody finding... Refining the the technology for the headsets a little bit more and finding a universal control system to pair it with and sell that as a package that will make it Mm. the the be-all, end-all of gaming. It may not... That may be one part of the, the total puzzle, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I think um, I, I definitely think it's going to be five years yeah. before before we really get into the you know I, I think I think it'll be the next thing until like you know for like five years down the line I think we'll, we'll is as soon as I think we could possibly be at the point where the technology has emerged and companies have agreed on standards and uh, and then there's enough of a you know a public acceptance of the idea of this to really be out there i think i think we're right at we're right at, i think i think this is the start i think right now is the start of everything oh yeah and i think i, I just think it's going to take that long because you know right right now everybody's coming up with like no this is the right way to do it no this is the right way to do it everybody's coming up with their own products and like closed ecosystems with a way of doing everything and it's going to take a while before like everybody just starts copying everybody else and it's all the same anyways and then you know it's Everything ends up just being cross-platform, and you know, before we can get to that point where it becomes feasible for it to break into the market, we're right there where original PlayStation came out with a CD, uh, or Sega CD came out. Yeah. Sega CD came out, and everybody thought it was nuts, and now CDs have been the standard for how long? 
Yeah. yeah. You know what you guys were saying before about um, how, you know, this, this, it's, it's not enough just to drop the game into it. You know what that made me think of? The, like, the mouse and keyboard kits that they make for consoles. It's like... Yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, it's like, just because it's an accessory that you throw at it doesn't mean it's going to work. You leave so, Mario Paint out of this. The single best, <laughs> app, the single best application <laughs> of that I ever saw, though, and my father and brother both played to... Extremes when when it was available. It was an RPG. Like Final Fantasy XI yeah, yep. <laughs> on PS2, and they they actually uh, I think Logitech made a controller yep. keyboard mm-hmm. yep, where you could that. slide the keyboard off, and it was small, but it was like it was the best way to play that game uh, on a console. It was perfect. Yeah. But that's an example, you know. As far as VR goes, I think the the wall that needs to be hurdled is that reaching up in front of your face and seeing your hand yeah. and probably interacting using your hand because everyone wants to do mm-hmm. that and finding the easiest way to do that without wearing a power glove or having <laughs> a million <laughs> lasers coming off of it that are tracking well, f- depth of field and stuff. If you played Connect Sports Rivals, there's a, a one of the mini games in there is you you reach up to rock climbing and you it registers when your hand is in the area you need to grab and it registers when you close your hand and when you pull it down it pulls the character up and that's how you climb up the the mm-hmm. hillside. Realistically, pairing it with something like they're going to be doing for for the Morpheus, they're going to have the PlayStation Eye mm-hmm. or the Connect. Those might be the better applications for those units is to apply them to a headset like that because if if the Connect can read what your hands are doing and your bone structure, and that information can somehow, even if it's via cabling, relay that to the headset, then realistically it could display your hands in front of sure. your face for you. So, I mean, I, maybe that's the pairing. Because Microsoft did say earlier this week, too, that the HoloLens is not their answer to VR. That they they didn't say they were developing VR, but a lot of people in the industry are starting to rumble about the fact that maybe they do have something up their sleeve for VR completely separate from HoloLens, and maybe that would be a good application for it, you know? Definitely. That would bridge the gap between between eyes and, and hands. Oh, the, it, w- it would be great. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's see what you guys had to say about virtual reality headsets. So this week we asked, our next show will be all about virtual reality headsets, what questions you have about them, and what would make you buy one. Uh, So Carlton uh, responded with um, uh, the plea to bring back the virtual boy headset because that shit was tight. (laughs) It's not helpful. Um, (laughs) uh, Adrian Crevin uh, says, uh, this seems interesting, but I don't think I would use it if I had it. So, okay. There we go. All right, well, there's that. Uh, Danny Meckler says, um, the last time I used a virtual virtual reality headset was at an old arcade somewhere in Naperville. The headset was being mounted, and I, a youngin, had just enough growth spurts to reach the you-must-be-this-tall line on the wall. Being such a scrawny, skinny nerd, hey, nothing's changed except the uh, the height and mild facial hair. (laughs) (laughs) I wiggled my disproportionately sized head into this chandelier with a TV strapped on the end and paid the man five bucks to walk through a maze. I don't think the game had a name other than Virtual Reality or The Future of Games or another similarly bad title. But you had your, but you bet your bearded ass. I walked around. Hey, I'm. He's bearded. talking. <laughs> well, all three of us actually have them right now. Yeah. Four of us even. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you bet your bearded ass. I walked around that maze and explored the neon colors, piercing my retinas until the janitor had to clean up the puddle of drool forming from my mouth. I probably <laughs> did some kind of damage to my eyes from that. Since shortly afterwards, I required a prescription to see shapes and colors not blurry. So, yes, I want one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I think I may have played that game too. Um, I, did you did you guys ever do one of the ones where you're strapped into one of those gyroscopes, you know, and like you're you're in you're, you know the three ring cage where you're like suspended and you're like flying around? It's like no, very 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 one. lawnmower manish. Yeah, no, I never you ever see one, one of those? That sounds I did, awesome. The only I one I did that. was it was uh, awful. <laughs> the only one I did was at the Museum of Science and History when they had the chair. Oh, okay, and the thing like it was like a pair of like I don't know welding goggles, almost like a. The, the, the clicky things we had as kids and you just wandered around the it viewfinder went, yeah and it went and you went on this little mystic the, the graphics reminded me of like Alone in the Dark on the PC oh yeah so <laughs> no the, the thing that I did um, it was I mean it was it was straight up ripped out of Lawnmower Man but it was so horrible because the frame rate was like two <laughs> frames per second like, that's it was how like, the one it, it was like Disney click quest click, was. click 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 like it was so bad it was like it was unplayable but um so yeah that was that was not fun um they've come a long way guys uh so songbird writes in she says dear tech the and goat and fallon flynn and um <laughs> <laughs> uh, mailbag non-answer other than the obvious questions like battery life and costs i'm curious as to where the program of what you're using is stored are they connected to a computer have a memory stick insertion or something else also how much heat do they give off well most of those questions i think we answered in the future except uh heat a funny note about that uh while we were playing it before um you know while we were playing uh danny's uh gear vr the phone overheated, and so we actually had to stop playing for it to cool down. That's correct. Uh, the phone was running out of batteries. It told me I was at 15% battery. Uh, Lithium-ion batteries warm up naturally when they get low, so it does get a little warm. Um, it's a well-known thing with the Gear VR. It doesn't happen often. You can usually get 45 minutes to an hour, give it a few minutes, and then go back, and you'll be okay. But, yeah, overheating can be an issue, and it's an issue they addressed on the Galaxy S6 VR there's some ventilation fans. There's some charging ports to charge the battery so it doesn't die on you. So, yeah, it's an issue for portable ones, not necessarily yeah. the, the ones that connect to computers. Well, and I noticed that the weird thing is you have it has a little window where you put the phone in on, on the, the VR that mm-hmm. Danny's got, right? And then you put the window on, and there's, like, no vents in the window. Or like that. You're literally just, like, putting it in the sauna. Yeah, there are a couple around the side. Okay. Mostly that's a shield so that if it falls off my face, I don't break my phone. Okay. Yeah, that that doesn't do too much to keep the heat in, but I have read online people going, like, yeah, I take the shield off and I don't get overheating. Yeah, it just so, seems, like a, okay. it, it seems like a sauna that you're putting your phone in. It might it. be a little bit, yeah. Um, so it's an issue for the mobile ones, for right. sure. Yeah, I, I wouldn't imagine that the um, that the computer tethered ones would give off much heat any more than a, a regular LCD panel would. I mean, because that's really all that's, you know, there's there's not too much more going on in there than that, other than the little gyroscope sensors, and those don't those shouldn't put off heat. So I don't imagine that would be a problem with any of the non battery powered ones. You will not get a tan sunburn. Yeah. <laughs> um, she goes on to ask, uh, with all these different companies jumping into the pool of VR, how many do you actually think will stay afloat? I'm concerned there might be a similar fallout as the video game crash back in the '80s. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be kind of like I said, where I think it's going to be about five years from now, and um, you know, right right now everybody's trying to do their own thing, and um, like all things, it'll come down to the big three. Uh, but which big three is a good question? I don't it, it, know. It yeah. looks be three. No, I'm no, I'm, I'm if saying I'm guessed, if, if I'm guessing, it's going to be Oculus, PM, and probably one that's not out yet. That could, that's I yeah, that actually sounds pretty good. <laughs> I I. If we're going based on what's out there now, mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, it could be some unnamed thing that doesn't exist that ends up doing what I what I think and what I said, which is they'll be the one that kind of cracks the market on it, and then that's the one that everybody ends up buying. But assuming we're just going based on what's in there right now, I think that the uh, Project Morbius, the Oculus technology, and um, you know, even even the uh, 
the Valve HTC mm-hmm. unit. Uh, was it the Vive? I, I think those stand to possibly offer the most. So I think those are the ones that may have the best fighting chance. Sure. But it'll end up being the you know, Betamax VHS or Blu-ray DVD right. or HD DVD fight, whichever one whatever becomes acceptable. Picks. Whatever yeah. porn yeah, picks. Whatever porn, you yeah. know. <laughs> VR will Whichever be, we'll one becomes it. the thing. And then what will happen is, because you remember during the, you know, the Xbox, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the PlayStation 2 and Xbox One era and even 360 and, and PS3 era, it was inconceivable that you would have a Blu-ray player in a Microsoft mm. unit and they brokered a deal and now it's in there. Right. So whichever one wins the fight, that'll be the one that everybody develops well, that, for multiple platforms. Yeah. And I'm know? also thinking of like the, the, the Microsoft factor when we was just Nintendo and PlayStation and now nowhere Microsoft's like, hey, we're making a game system and now they're in the mix. Yep. Yeah. As long as you do it right, that's mm-hmm. all that counts. By the time that all of this gets finished up though and there's a solid product out on the market, um, I, I figure Nintendo should probably... Uh, be able to to uh, you know put some sort of uh, <laughs> extra extra gaming into their game that's Hold not on. Let's VR. Be, let's be honest. By the time VR gets hammered out, we'll finally get gamer score on Nintendo products. They'll yeah. they'll they'll develop some sort of third party periphery yeah. so you can just strap your 3ds to your face. <laughs> Um, I, it's almost like you guys were reading the mailbag ahead of me because Songberg went on to ask, speaking of companies, do you ever think Nintendo will jump back into VR? So um, <laughs> oh, oh. there's our answer for that. There's um, a deep that or, scar. Or like, uh, like Carlton said, Virtual Boy. There's a deep <laughs> scar on Virtual Boy that still yeah. I don't think has been sewn properly. I don't think so. I think Maybe we'll try blue this time. Maybe. Um, I, I think Nintendo is perfectly happy being the family-friendly, kid-oriented yeah. mm-hmm. system. And honestly, and I think that's perfectly fine because yeah. somebody's yes. got to keep yeah. that going it isn't broken don't i don't think it. they'll get into it. it's being serious i don't think they'll no. get into it either yeah. and i hope they don't i it's unless they have something amazing mm-hmm. to offer i don't think they need to mm-hmm. uh if you were working for a for a particular company what collector's set would you create for your vr launch so if you were putting out a virtual reality headset and you had to create like a collector's edition with um with like bundled in stuff what what, what would you put in the collector's edition um i would i would have it set up so that it was like a that that giant crate in a Christmas story that the leg lamp came in that said <laughs> fragile on it, and inside would be it's this is the worst collector's edition in the history of ever by the way. Um, in it is all of the the framework and bolts and pieces to build your own lawnmower man gyroscope. <laughs> there, that's my collector's edition. Um, on, on a slightly more re- realistic um, <laughs> note, thank you for but, offering balance but, to my insanity, <laughs> but still kind of close. Um, what I would do is, I don't know if you guys caught this from before, um, some company, I think if this was also a Kickstarter, was making a, a, a platform that was meant to go with the Oculus headset that you would walk in. It was a, it was a, it was a, it was a dome. It was a, uh, how do I describe this? So like, hamster it was ball? A, no, it wasn't a hamster ball. It was, um, so it was a platform that you stand in, but it's, um, it's, it's, it's convex, if I'm saying the right one, uh, between convex and concave. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's like an upside down contact lens, mm-hmm. you know, a giant, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. Th- that just to give it a sense of the, the scale of it and, um, you know, the, the, you know, the incline and all that. And it has ridges all around it, you know, mm-hmm. going from the edge down to the center. And then you wear special shoes that have little like balls in them that fall into these ridges. And so the idea, and you know, uh, of course, I haven't tried one, but from walking from the watching the, the the videos and all that, is you wear the headset and then you walk around and then you're basically as a walking treadmill essentially. Like you walk in place with your feet in these, you know, the balls in the bottom of the shoes falling into these rivets. And it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's a way to walk around in a virtual reality world without actually walking anywhere. Yeah. Um, 
I would find out if that thing really still exists, and that's what I would put in my collector's edition. <laughs> that did exist, actually. I watched okay. a show called Shark Tank, and they oh, pitched yeah. that to the sharks. They didn't go with it mainly because it they were selling the peripheral to the uh, the Oculus. Oh, right. And since they couldn't sell it bundled because they weren't Oculus making the thing, it didn't sure. go anywhere. But okay. um, yeah, it's totally cool. Like It's got the ring around your waist so you don't fall over, and you move your feet in the dome, and you can go 360 degrees and walk whatever way you want. That's got to be one of the coolest accessories to a virtual reality environment that sort of exists today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but who's to say it won't later if VR yeah. takes off and goes in a good yeah. direction? It yep. could be something that, that blows up. Goat, do you have a... I'm just stuck in the fact that the Wally is becoming more and more realistic as time goes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First your hamster, now you can have a ball and walk nowhere. <laughs> uh, me, actually, I would be, uh, I'd be very easy going with this, and I would um, give you a first aid kit. In my clutches, <laughs> a barf bag, uh, yeah, a barf bag. First, day, you know, scrapes, bruises, maybe a splint for that one time when you find the ottoman that wasn't in your world. Um, and then uh, on that, I would also include probably a hundred dollars worth of um, uh, coupons to IKEA to replace the furniture you're inevitably going to break. <laughs> it's, it's very generous of you. Yes. Yeah, it's yes. good. It's very nice. Uh, Danny, do you have an idea for a collector's edition? Um, I'm not clever enough to come up with things on the spot, but <laughs> having uh, having had a VR for a while, it'd be something to combat the loneliness because it is <laughs> it is an individual it's an individual thing, and you can't share it with people. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> it made me kind of sad. So he wants uh, a plug into his uh, projector so he can put that, what he's seeing on the wall for everybody else to watch. That yes, movie everyone, theater was pretty empty. It's uh, very yeah. empty and, and lonely. Yeah, there's and, one seat on the moon. I like, yeah. didn't even give you yeah. a buddy seat. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to share it, but yeah. like they don't exist in that world. Yeah. There's no one around you in that world. <laughs> this has gotten very depressing. Um, <laughs> so finally, Songbird asks, uh, as much as you guys are probably interested in VR, um, and then she, she says, go just use your imagination, but now that we've come to find that you enjoy VR, you yeah. should be on the same page as the rest of us, um, what games would you least likely play with a virtual, re- virtual reality headset? I know I, Charlie's answer. Okay. Steam Ride. Because he already hates the game, and no VR is going to save it. That's, oh, sure, that's true. <laughs> I would play that if I could be one of the people inside the capsule yes. being launched into a building. Yes, I might play it in that case. There you <laughs> go. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't bother with a virtual reality, virtual reality headset with something like Peggle. I mean, like, because that's just why. That that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, I uh, would. Wouldn't you want to play in VR? Mm-hmm. Um. I, you know, I love scary games, but honestly, we and I joked around about it when we weren't recording, but mm-hmm. Alien Isolation, I would piss all over the front of my man pants. <laughs> my grown-ass man pants. I'd piss myself. It's, but you would lose so much weight and sweat. It's true. I, look, I had a, a, a paralyzing fascination. The same way that people talk about like when you're watching like Shark Week and you're, you're simultaneously afraid of and fascinated by sharks, I had that with the Alien uh, when I was a kid. So I love these games and the movies but I will I watched Alien when I was like six years old and it fried my brain and Aliens and when I saw Aliens and as an eight year old realized there's more of them oh my god so playing this game I don't think you understand what a big deal it is for me to play but I love terror and horror games man and I, as much as I want to play them I don't want to play them you know because I know it's gonna look and, and to, to add context to when we were playing uh, Dread Halls is that yeah. anything you we were playing it. There's four of us in a room. They're talking. I can hear the audio from the phone, but I don't have headphones in. It's it's. It was a little uncomfortable and a little unsettling. And this is a game that has like PS2 graphics. 
It was a little unsettling and uncomfortable with four people in the room talking where I knew I was completely safe and there was no... If I were sitting in a room by myself playing that in the dark with like surround sound or stereo headphones on... Fuck no, man. <laughs> like, like, and that game looked like it was two generations behind where we're at graphically. Alien Isolation does not. If I had to play that, horrifying. Horrifying. But I would do it anyways. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Just coming to John's house be like, what's with the Depends? Oh, I was doing Isolation the oh, other day. These are, these are my VR pants. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, give it time. Nowadays, you're seeing uh, Call of Duty on Slim Jim. Mm-hmm. Later, you're going to be seeing horror games on Depends packages. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's fucked up, man. Oh my god, they got two codes for the twelve pack. I know. <laughs> Danny, what would you have absolutely no interest in playing on a virtual reality headset? Uh, not a specific game, but there's been a it, since I have it. I'm going to speak to a, a type of game. You know, like a the three quarter overview. Uh, Monster Hunter. Oh, sure. So there's yeah. been a couple games where that's just completely unnecessary because you're basically, it's like you're, I don't know, in a cloud looking down on the <laughs> world and yeah, you can look left or look right and it adds almost nothing to the game and you're still using a controller in your hand so why mm. make it a VR game? Yeah, it's actually anything that's like third person, like 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 Gears of War style, yeah. that would that would be kind of weird to play in and with a virtual reality Oh my god, I cannot talk today with virtual reality <laughs> headset on. I would imagine that there could be some pretty interesting applications for VR in, a, like, an RTS game, though. Being able to zoom in and get in and move and look around. Like, well, like literal God mode, yeah. Well, that's yeah. like dark, Darknet. Um, yeah. That's kind of like an RTS. I mean, it's it, yeah. to a degree, you know what I mean? So yeah. you can zoom in, you can jump out, you can go over here, and you can plot and strategize, and it's sure. not in the moment. It's an RTS. I think just just horror games for me, but bright games, like overly bright games, I could see... Um, overly bright games, and from what I played tonight, giving me a, a headache. Yeah, I could see what you mean there. Just, just like the overstimulation. You mean? Yeah, 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 yeah a little bit. But yeah. that's all I can think of. There's not really much that you could put on there that I wouldn't at least try just for the experience. Yeah, of it. that's that's probably true. So, and go. What about you? Uh, I, honestly, I think the ones I would. I mean, obviously, there's, I don't want to play checkers on virtual reality. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but um, as a racing game fan, if they didn't do it right. I foresee that being an issue. Like, if you're, like, in the cockpit, and, like, first person's great, but if I, everything's here, it's a little too... I, I feel I would understand what car sickness is real quick. When you play racing games, do you play in the car, or do you play third person? Depends on what I'm doing. Like, in the crew, I do third person, because okay. there's morons on the road. Okay. But, like, Forza, I do first person. Okay. Because the morons are usually behind me. Okay. But, and the fact that, like, with the Kinect, you can use the mirrors and stuff like that, which would be great. Like, it'd be real, but I don't think, like, it would be too real. Like the because if you play like too much first person, I've mm-hmm. noticed like with me, if I play too much first person, like if I play six hours of first person, right, I, I gotta stop because I start getting that like, oh, I think all that going on and like all the different angles and movement and you not moving would just torch your brain and just make you puke. Hmm. All right, I do want sports games. As far as what I do mm-hmm. want, I like sports games, and I want to be like in my hockey helmet. Looking down, that's see? awesome. Head right. on a swivel, see, getting knocked around, and right there is where my collector's edition would come in handy because that man's going through ten lamps in the first week. <laughs> I would love a VR ocean game or like uh, space something where you're like in space. Yeah. Space engineers would be amazing with a VR headset. I want VR X wing. Like, the oh. see, I think I'm gonna switch mine though. I think I think a flight simulator would make me puke. I could probably I would want racing, skydiving, yeah. Like like that dog fight we played at level two five seven last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that in a VR, VR, I a couple like Top Gun moves, and I'm pretty sure I need to get some resolve on my carpet. 
All right, so thank you, Songbird and Danny and Adrian and Carlton, for your uh, for your responses to the mailbag. Greatly appreciate it. I have one more. Actually, uh, Ricky responded his oh. mailbag. Pop it up. Uh, all it says is oh. games. He just wants games supplied to him. <laughs> so uh, I suppose I could just cut and paste that in. <laughs> yeah, you saying it just now? Yeah. So okay. <laughs> so thank you, Songbird and Danny and Ricky and Adrian and Carlton for your mailbag responses. Greatly appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, John, what do you got coming up? Um, this coming Friday, um, V's for Villains is going to be performing at the Cobra Lounge out in Chicago. Um, it was kind of a last-minute thing that we were going to be doing, but uh, we haven't done a, a show in the city in a while, so I'm actually looking forward to getting out there and doing that. Um, it's going to be uh, doors for the event are at uh, 8 p.m. Show starts at 8:30. There's a couple of bands before us. Also, uh, you know, our, our other guitarist Ted, his band, uh, which he sings for, will be performing on that bill till uh, Tonson. Oh, cool. So they'll be there doing that too. Um, it's going to be cool, man. We typically don't play rooms this small, so it'll be nice for us to kind of get back to that and do something a little more laid back like that. Um, but uh, yeah, that'll be this coming Friday. Come out and hang with us, man. It'll be good times. I think. Uh, Ten bucks day of show, eight dollars beforehand. You know, you can just go to their website to look it up and buy tickets for Cobra Lounge, um, or you can contact one of us on Facebook and we can do it for you. And then uh, two weeks from this uh, Saturday, we're going to be at uh, Mad Monster Party. You know, which I talked about last week. That's going to be we're going to be performing on Saturday the twenty eighth. Um, it's going to be in Charlotte, North Carolina. So if you're out in that uh, that that, direct, that part of the country, come pay us a visit, and that's going to be it for me. Uh, spoiler alert: I think we have a guest host in two weeks. Yeah, could could very okay. well be. <laughs> uh, cool, Danny. Do you have anything coming up? Any uh, interesting things you'd like to plug? Even if even even if it's not an event, just anything you'd like to tell people about yourself or anything like that? No, I got nothing going on. Not uh, not too much these days. So uh, try uh, check out Gear VR stuff. Uh, not Gear VR, but virtual reality. Um, it, it it needs a push. Where and where can people do that at if you have a, if you have any idea? The best buys that are the largest best buy around you will probably have a demo of the the Samsung one. Okay. Um other than that we're all we are going to have to wait, but if you can get your hands on one, go check it out and see what we're talking about because just like the mailbag like well the last time I did it was 10 years ago and I I walked through a maze for 5 bucks like that was a bad experience and I think a lot of people had that so the wow factor that John had today Oh, it was amazing. You know, like yeah. that. I want to see more people have that and get yeah. the idea that this is real. I could not have put a price on the joy that I felt <laughs> for that. That two I minutes. believe you. It was. Amazing. I completely believe you. Uh, to add to Danny's too, um, I've, if you're going to an auto show, I know the Chicago auto show had it, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's uh, I've, both Ford and Toyota are doing like a distracted drivers, and they're using the Oculus oh, for that demo. That's cool. Very so cool. If you're at the auto show and you see. Just go. Just I mean, it's not it's not a full demo, but at least you get to play with it. Cool. Yeah, it'll pack a punch. It'll, it'll have an effect on you one way or another if they're putting it in people's mm-hmm. hands. That's very cool. Cool. Go. What do you got coming up? Anything? Uh, I actually did something this week. Woo! You can uh, check out my not talking about video games side. Uh, I guest hosted a uh, episode of the Living Showcase with Mister Meckler and the boys over there. Um, definitely not video games. Definitely not. If you don't know what they do, uh, we they pick articles, random articles, and we pretty much make fun of them because uh, they are funny and so forth. So, I mean, if you probably just flip over to them on whatever you're listening to us on because it's a podcast as well. 
Very true. Yeah, just uh, look up the Living Showcase on uh, your um, whatever. Yeah, whatever your podcast uh, downloading choices, and um, yeah, check them out and uh, check out the most recent episodes. Which are, they they I think they usually go up uh, like around Wednesday or so or something like that. I have no idea. Yeah, it'll it'll be up soon. Yes. Um, so just, just uh, keep an eye out for when it. it goes up. Uh, on my side of things, I actually have something to kind of sort of plug. Um, I've been brought into the social media team for uh, MLP MSP, which is the My Little Pony Convention in Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, and so um, it's uh, you know I'll be uh, I'll be managing that. So um, you know on the Facebook and Twitter side of things, I've uh, joined uh, a couple other people there. And uh, so yeah, just uh, another thing to add to my uh, add to my resume. But um, I will also be attending the convention. Um, in June when that happens, so I'll talk a little bit about more of that when we get closer. But uh, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited there. It's um I'm uh, I'm excited to be uh, participating and uh, giving back to the community that uh, that I love so much. So that's a good time. I'm very I'm very happy about that. Congratulations! Thanks. Your ponies yeah. are coming through. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for my beer of the week, I'd like to just briefly mention them. Um, I had so many beers last night that um, I can't even. I, it's hard for me to pick one, but if I absolutely had to, I would say that my favorite was a uh, Mocha Abduction, which is uh, a, a coffee uh, imperial stout from Pipeworks in Chicago. Um, just uh, I've I've had a lot of coffee beers. Uh, I'm very very big fan of coffee beers, but this one just had so much just chocolatey coffee goodness coming through. Like there was just so much coffee in it. It was just, it was just amazing. So um, if you're anywhere near in the Chicagoland area and you're looking for it, um, the, the abduction beers are kind of hard to find. Um, they do them in small batches, usually only one at a time. Um, I'm not sure if Mocha abduction is on any, on anybody's shelves right now. Um, if you check uh, beermenus.com, you can search for it to see if there's any near you. But, uh, but yeah, Mocha abduction by Pipeworks Brewing Company. Excellent stuff. So for next week's show, um, after the, uh, the the story we read earlier about the um, the, the plethora of uh, hidden peni, <laughs> uh, it was I think the technical term is dick rampage. Okay, after the uh, after the dick rampage, we report, <laughs> reported. You just wanted me to say that, didn't you? I did. <laughs> that is also both my my 1980s action hero name and uh, my porno name. <laughs> so he obviously has a mustache. Featuring Dick Rampage, Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, next week we're, what we're going to do is we're going to delve into and try and see if we can find out some other video games that have had uh, similar easter eggs intentional or not by the developers um, and uh, just see what else is out there and so our question to you is is uh, let's say that you are a contractor working on some video game and you decide for whatever reason whether or not you would make this decision is not the point you already have made the decision that you're going to hide something in this game it can be uh, whatever you want it to be so just tell us your ideas is what would you hide in a video game if given the opportunity Dix is not an acceptable answer we have already <laughs> seen that this is done be original people <laughs> um yeah so uh so looking forward to your responses on that knowing our listeners i i have a feeling it's going to be a pretty good time there. yeah <laughs> All right, and with that, if you've liked what you heard, you can find us at GamerHeadRadio.com, at Facebook.com backslash GamerHeadRadio, at Google.com backslash plus GamerHeadRadio, and on Twitter at GamerHeadRadio, where I'm at T-E-K Charlie, Goat is at Sir Goatsworth, John is at the Fallon Flynn. Danny, are you on the twit? I have a graveyard of a Twitter account that I don't want to talk about anymore. <laughs> All right. <laughs> then, then we won't. Um, you can email us at editors at GamerHeadRadio.com or you can call and leave us a message at 949-26-GAMER. Somebody, please, anybody. Uh, download the official GamerHead Radio app from Google Play on Android or subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, YouTube, Twitch, or with your podcast downloader of choice. And with that being said, thank you very much for listening. This has been GamerHead Radio.
Hey, can I just mention something real quick? Yes, sir. We made it. We made it through the entire what we're playing section without ta- without mentioning that game that shall not be mentioned. Oh shit! It's true. I didn't realize <laughs> that. Oh my god! It's a yes. milestone. <laughs> yes, yes. We did not drive over a set of suns. <laughs> Sunset Overdrive, I said it!